When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When you spend $130 for a selfie with Sasha Banks and it comes with a complimentary restraining order, that's a monster pop. Hey everyone, <laughs> welcome to Monster Pop, episode 28 now I believe. I am your host, Dr. Destruction, PhD, with my fellow co-host, the apprentice of the game, D Straight. When I paid my $130, Sasha was at a different point in her career, and in fact, she was in a different career altogether. It's just an entirely <laughs> different experience. <laughs> what did she let you do? No, I'm just saying, like, she came, I had a clog in my sink, and, like, she came and took care of Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, you know, jumping <laughs> the gun and mind gutter, as always, Reclaim Joey. Hi, hi. Yeah. So... Uh, funny story, years ago, Davey and I went to WrestleMania here in Dallas. He was like talking about how much he loves Sasha Banks. And he's like, I'm going to get a Sasha Banks. I don't care what the shirt looks like. I was like, you will not. He's like, yeah, I am, dude. Yeah, I am. And I don't like, think I quite said he that. He did. Dude, do not, do not, I'm not going to let you fucking say that you wouldn't. You're like, yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm like, dude, you won't do it. You don't have the balls to do it. You're like, yeah, I will, dude. Watch. And then we fucking. The balls to get a shirt? Sh- sure. Yeah. Well, it's a Sasha Banks shirt. And he got, you know, how they look. And uh, we went into the shop. He's like, I'm getting one. And then we fucking found the Shasha Banks t-shirts. And he looked at it. And he looked at it. And he looked at it. He's like, ah, oh, you know, I don't really like this one, you know. <laughs> I'm a sensible he guy. He wussed out, dude. He wussed out. He was not going to get a Sasha Banks shirt. Was it wussing out or coming to my senses? If it was a Sasha Banks shirt that had block letters and two lines, like a line like surrounding the letters, then he would have got Honestly, it. Honestly, <laughs> you know what it was? It was, um, remember those shitty little Kanye glasses she used to wear? My um, third grade teacher had bought those glasses and given them to us at, uh, it may have been the last day of school. Third grade? Something. You know, the kind with, third grade. So, you know, the kind with the little slats that go across them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So way back when I was in third grade, my teacher had, bought a pair of those for all of us i think on the last day of school and so when they got thrust into the limelight i think because of uh kanye west would wear them or something i was like man this is fucking old news dude and uh, i think for a lot of people that hadn't seen those before years after even he did it like she was coming out wearing them and then it was really fucking like yesterday's fucking trend years after that that t-shirt was printed and it had those glasses on there. And I said, I'm not wearing a shirt with these fucking slack glasses. Fast forward 10 years later and Joey buys a fucking EOP shirt with those fucking yeah, but glasses they got... on it. That looks exactly <laughs> like the fucking Sasha shirt that Way I Way to try on. to turn it on because me, of, dude. You're not going to... Because of dignity. <laughs> Honestly, he didn't... They didn't have those glasses on it. Dark, edgy colors. No, it was, it was like NXT <laughs> Sasha. So it had like the fucking... Like the diamond like font on it and shit like that. I don't think it actually had the glasses. And I'm looking at Sasha Banks. Oh, shirt. yeah, it did. I'm looking at and Sasha Banks. ELP, e, the ELP shirt Joey has looked like there's purple drank splashed on I'm it. I'm looking at <laughs> like purple drank. No, it's it. green. Well, you know but... what? If uh, if Davey wins the pickums, we could correct the great. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm never. I, you're not. You have not escaped this yet. You are going to have to fight. If you win, if you win the, the G1 pickums contest, you're getting the worst Sasha Banks sh- shirt possible, including the one with the glasses. There might be a worse one, but I don't know. I'm looking at them. And I mean, like, I, dude, that, I'm that, sure. Uh, the one that was posted to our Discord for the Roman Reigns one, the Acknowledge Your Daddy, Tribal Chief is My Daddy. Yeah. That one's pretty awful, but I also don't want to have to like spend money on a Roman Reigns shirt. Did <laughs> you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Wrestling shirts are maybe the worst, and ProWrestlingTees.com, <laughs> you are not exonerated from that. Your fucking shirts fucking suck. With just a few exceptions. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. There's some good ones. No, those shirts fucking suck. What do you mean? Like quality? 
No, just no, no. There no, are the some. Just There's some the, good just ones. The just like anything, yeah. for sure. Well, we do have a we do have a question uh, at the bottom of the hour to uh, or the top of the hour rather to uh, go over that might involve that. So stay tuned. Honestly, questions are uh, a lot of fun to do. I almost feel like we should use them at the beginning of the show or not. I don't know. Maybe not. Do you want to? I don't know. No, we're already kind of on the subject. How do other how do other podcasts do that shit? I think they usually do it at the end, but you know what? We're we're not necessarily like other podcasts. I listen to one that does them at the beginning. All right. Well, I do let's like just do that. it. Let's let's mix it up. All right. All right. So we have a we have a listener question. This was dropped in our Discord, which if you're not in our yeah. Discord, you need to get in our Discord. And uh, it's been pretty active. We've been sharing stuff, talking, making jokes, and all that kind of stuff. And it's uh it's a it's a good time. And we have some watch parties in there sometimes. So uh, make sure you hit that link tree in the description and visit our Discord and join up. Join the community here. Join the Monster Pop community. UAJ Styles. The Monster Pop community. The Monster Pop community. So the question this week is, what has been your least favorite bit of wrestling merchandise of all time? Shirt, toy, snack, or otherwise? My least favorite? Yes. Oh, man, that's too tough. That That you actually got. Oh, that you actually got? Yeah. No, I don't. That's honestly part of the question. That that should be part of that should be it. Because why else? Like, what are you gonna find the worst shirts in the world? We already know these, like the fucking Buff Bagwell shirt. Well, I, I was gonna me- mention there was one thing because um you know like whenever I you know like at you know Target or Meyer I mean I, I know these are like regional <laughs> places that I'm naming but like whenever I'm at like those places like I like you know walk by like the toy aisle sometimes and I see like the wrestling merch mm-hmm. uh, or like it's mostly you know just action figures and whatnot. It's really funny seeing the WWE ones because a lot of them are people who have been fired pretty recently. So, like, there's a ton of Braun Strowman's. Uh, but one that stood out to me was there's, like, this Scarlet figure, which I know she's back in the company now. But, like, when you think of Scarlet, you think of, you know, certain, uh, shall we say, features that you would come to expect from she the has figure. Nice, and, yeah, she has nice teeth, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, she uses rouge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. anyways, though, the figure in question is, like, her in, like, this, this like, all-black get up like just covered like neck to toe completely is it her fucking saudi arabia gear yeah that's what i was like wondering i was like is this like saudi arabia gear i don't think she's ever been but like if she ever goes uh, that's, I, that's her gear i looked i looked it up yeah she's like she completely went under different covered. circumstances i think i i kind of remember her wearing that she was trying to look like black cat oh, well it doesn't uh doesn't really pull off the look <laughs> I think part of the deal was Saudi royalty requested that she be sent over there ahead of time. Oh my god! Or you know, private company with Saudi royalty. That is the most like phoned-in, laziest action figure I've ever seen. <laughs> right? Wow! Did they even bother painting it, or did they just do like like black plastic? Holy I have shit. no idea. Probably just black plastic. Oh my gosh! Have you guys heard the rumors about like Saudi princes' tennis courts made? Out of gold, where they have naked girls play tennis. No, I've heard like the the tennis courts. I didn't hear about like the you know the extra attraction to it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what I've heard. Insane. Uh, and you know, I have this from a, a reliable source. It's this guy June that we used to work with that was driving oil trucks in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if you could describe anyone that used to work with as a reliable Are you talking about? I mean, are you talking about the guy? We gotta stop mentioning people's names on the podcast. <laughs> Nah, bro. What's up, June? Man? <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, Dave. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he's he's a character too. What's <laughs> you gotta stop doing that? <laughs> he had a story when he worked at uh, he worked for the airline over at DFW Airport, 
and they used to steal food from the like catering. Uh, they'd steal like the big bulk food or whatever. And he had a story about trading shrimp for sex with one of his coworkers. Shrimp? <laughs> so he got he got a big bag of frozen shrimp and traded it for one of the housekeeping ladies at the airport for sex. Oh my god! I didn't <laughs> even know this. I didn't even know this story. I just remember Dude, him being like. For sex. <laughs> I just remember him like uh, just being like just the the biggest liar ever <laughs> in, yeah, in terms of like he's a liar, but I like him. Yeah, <laughs> you did like him, but he um he would call into work and have the most outland. He'd have his wife call in, and he'd have the most outlandish stories of why he couldn't come in. Oh, I got in another car accident. Oh, I got in another car accident. I can't come in. Just like oh, my grandmother, my grandmother's dead. Oh, she died again. Um, oh, she's back and she's dead again. And then there was this one time where, like, like it was extra. They had a lot of grandmas to yeah, go through. Yeah, a lot yeah. of grandmas. And, like. Everybody's got, yeah, everybody's got, like, you know, two, so. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But he had, like, 12. And one time there was an especially, like, graphic detail fucking uh, thing. Like, oh, he's in the, he got in a car accident. He's he's in the hospital. He, he can't move. Like, he can't walk or whatever the fuck. And then, and then he came in like thirty minutes later. Like they weren't on the same page. Like him and his wife about calling in with the excuse. And he was like pumped that he got to see Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> he got to meet Manny Pacquiao. Oh man, we saw Pacquiao. We, we saw Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like the most horrendous fiery car accident. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to the. Um, the merch stories. I I, I want to know like the worst thing that you've ever had, and I know where this is going, and I know that I know why this person asked this question in our Discord. But I know one time I couldn't go to uh, an ROH show, and Davey was going to Chicago, and I really wanted to go, and it's one of the biggest regrets of my life, honestly, that I didn't go to this show. I was like, "Can you get me a shirt?" And Davey's like, "Yeah, I'll get you a shirt from. I'll get you a shirt." So he purposely chooses. And like, you know, I'm thankful for the shirt. Thanks for getting me the shirt, Dave. I still have it. But he gets me the worst possible shirt on the fucking, like, <laughs> on purpose, on the fucking, on the merch table. Like, it looked like NASCAR. It had, like, mustard and ketchup, like, like font on it. It was so bad. And what am I going to Post it, bro. What am I going to say? I have a picture of it yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I'll post it. I'll post it in the Discord. Um but it was uh yeah it was we saw it somewhere recently too didn't we yeah i I found it i found it in my closet and i fucking sent it to you no we found it like somewhere oh like somebody had one yeah so like he so he purposely picked out the worst one and what am i gonna say oh thanks dave you know thanks for the shirt why did you get me this one or something like that but years later i was like that is what you said i didn't say anything no not no not at the time no no No, literally not at the time. I did. I know I didn't say anything at the time, but oh my god, I, I remember. I know I didn't say anything at the time. I was like, I remember feeling that way, but you know, I was being. I guess I was being an ingrate to myself. But I brought it up years later, and I was like, "You got me the worst possible Ring of Honor shirt." Like I held on to it for years, and it's it's ugly. And I and like confirm your thought process. Can you tell us your thought process when you were doing that? Well, they only had so many ROH shirts. And I got the cool ones, and I wasn't going to get you the same one I had, so you would fucking show up as fucking Twinkie Dinks. So I got you the other one. <laughs> oh, I was I was bummed. Like, um, we used to get, like, uh, we used to get all sorts of ROH stuff. We used to, like, all put in on 
like getting the DVDs. This was before streaming and everything, and they didn't have pay-per-views. So the way you watched ROH was you had to wait for them to produce their DVDs. And uh, I remember we got like a big fucking stack. You know, Homicide was really popular at the time, and they were doing all that Ring of Homicide stuff. And uh, we ordered a whole bunch of DVDs. I was asleep in my apartment one time, and then we we used to do this thing where we'd go around and we'd make these things called works bombs. I don't want to sit here and tell you how you how to make them, but they're just like you know fucking up to mischief I'll or tell whatever. You you get the toilet cleaner <laughs> called the works, like that <laughs> oh specific God. brand, and then you get you pour some in a fucking empty water All right, bottle, let's, let's and you it, add you know. little I don't, I don't I really don't think we should do this. Foil. Yeah, don't let's not, and then you let's shake not it up get, and fucking close don't do this. Treatment. <laughs> don't don't do this at home. But they're like, and then you fucking take them to Mar-a-Lago and you leave them around the fucking bushes. <laughs> Listen, they're they're not. They just pop. They and just, make a yeah, loud boom. They're just it's really not like a fucking like. They're really cause destruction. Well, except for the time we blew Joey's window in with. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the story I'm telling right now. But like, yeah, we, we you know, for, it it's just causes mischief. They're really loud. You put them in there, you put just a little bit or whatever, and then like it pops really loud, right? You put it in like a bottle and you close the bottle, and the pressure makes the bottle pop, right? So we called them works bombs, and um, we just use them for mischief. So one time, Davey thought it would be a really good idea. To, oh, well, I remember, I remember I had just, I was just, was with a girl and they were coming over yeah. to my house. Davey was coming over to my house. I'll he was excited. Ready. I didn't know he was coming, but he had just gotten the DVDs in the mail and he was bringing the DVDs over because he was excited. And then I was with a girl and I was saying bye to her, you know, and she was, she was leaving, right? We were, you know, we did our thing or whatever and she was leaving. I got, I went back into the house and I went to lay down and little did I know they went to put works bombs outside and then Mason called me. And he was like, he was like, yo, motherfucker, are you with my girl? <laughs> this fucking rib. And he goes, you with my girl, man? I'm fucking going to fuck you up. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, who called? What the fuck was that? Like, who called me? I didn't know who it was. The exact line was, there's going to be a drive-by. There was something, it was something like that. <laughs> On your ass, son of a bitch. And then <laughs> you're going to get shot in the face, and then, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, like seconds later, five pops go outside my window. Like, pop, 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 pop. And the fucking glass breaks. <laughs> And then, like the glass breaks, like it fucking looks like yeah. On your ass. The glass goes through and everything. And they had put, they fucking were playing this rib on me. And then they fucking put works bombs outside my window, busted the glass. And then Davey's like, "Hi, we got you" or whatever. I'm like, "Dude, you broke my window." And he's like, "No, dude, works bombs don't do that, dude." And I'm like, "Dude, they broke my window. Are you sure it wasn't already broken? It just broke when these happened." He's like, "No, dude, no, dude." So he comes over and like, there's glass all in my fucking room, and we had to clean it up, and. Then he, he like felt so bad that he like gave me most of the DVDs. <laughs> Here you go, just just take these. DVDs. He was like for the window. He he really didn't want to give it to. Me. I remember like you looking through the ones and being like, Are we? We just kayfabed his yeah. apartment complex. And some <laughs> yeah, bad kids. Yeah, some kids threw something at my, at the window or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and that was I true. Should, yeah. except for that they were adults. <laughs> yeah, but like I remember you looking kids through the DVDs. Heart. I remember you looking through the stack of DVDs and like you really didn't want to give me the good ones, like the ones that we were really excited about. But you're like. Uh, here, here you go. Here's, the, here's best of Jack Evans. <laughs> he wanted to give me. He didn't want to give me the like, the really good ones that we ordered. <laughs> like he's like, here, you, you take these. These will be yours. And really, and really, they were just like we were all gonna watch them together anyway. So it didn't really matter. But like, oh my gosh, dude! I remember just how in denial you were that you were the one that broke the glass when you just did it. Uh, I was shocked. I thought you were kayfabing me. No, no, not at all. That was funny. Yeah, and then, but as as far as like the worst piece of uh, 
wrestling merch that I ever got. It's definitely this one that I had to get for winning last year's G1 Pick'ems. I finally <laughs> Wait, got the it, shirt it kept, in the mail. It came in the mail. Okay. I be, yeah, it finally came in the mail. It's, you haven't it's, taken uh, your picture with it yet. Uh, yeah, one of the fucking rules is I have to take a picture with it, and I've been dragging my feet. I'm not going to lie, but it's, it's a t-shirt that says... Nia Jax is legitimately my favorite wrestler. And at the bottom, it says, not like most girls. In a different font. <laughs> and it, yeah. yeah, in a different font. And it has her eyes at the top. Like, <laughs> it, It's terrible. And I have to fucking wear that shit. But what about you? Not What's like the most worst girls. piece of wrestling merch you've ever gotten? Everything I get. Like, you know, like I said, I fucking, I have, I have a filter. Like, I didn't get the Sasha shirt. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I've ever bought anything where it's just like, oh, why do I have this when it comes to wrestling? You've so, never, I, ever felt like that. Never. No. Come on. So. Well, never when you were a kid, nothing. No, dude. I had the cool, I had the cool fucking, were they the LJN toys? WWF toys? Those were fucking awesome. I mean, you're like, Kevin, I never, the Kevin Owens show, the Kevin Owens Sure, it's kind of okay. Man. Okay, this, <laughs> this Tinder girl fucking bought me a fucking Kevin Owens shirt. You know, it just says the Kevin Owens sh- show, and it looks like like the Monday Night know, Raw or, or, logo. Yeah, that okay, that sucks. <laughs> I use that as a fucking horse blanket. And Bullshit! Fucking, you like, you were wearing it at Royal Rumble. Like I remember, we went to like, oh, I did Royal Rumble. I did. Wear and you were wearing it. You're like, yo, I did wear KO. It that day. You even pointed at it. You go, KO. Day. You were like proud of it. <laughs> I did wear it that day. Yeah. I don't know if I was like, yo, KO. I found the standards of their merch are just so low, though, that, like, you know, no one's going to judge you for, like, wearing the KO show shirt. I I found the Sasha shirt. We're going to get Dave that if he wins the G1. Though, that being said, I do do know that the crowds are a little marky because I know one of my friends went to a house show and he was, like, a big big Kevin Owens fan. He was cheering for him and, like, the crowd was just, like, they just gave him, like, the nastiest looks. Oh, my God. That is horrifying. Oh, my God. That. (laughs) Is that a button up? What is that? I have no idea. I just see the back of it. It's from shirt. AliExpress, so it'll take like month, nine months to get it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's the so same print on the front that. too. It's the same print on the front too. Oh my god! So the the okay, so the print there are three Sasha Banks. <laughs> three. It's like she's triplet. Three distinct eras. At the bottom, there's like some clip art celluloid, like a strip of film <laughs> with different so three photos of her holding the belt. Different eras, and it's just different shades of pink hair. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like you could tell, like I mean, like they like her face looks almost completely different in all three, <laughs> and not yeah, just the same thing with like the all over print, and then the background is slightly tie dyed, slightly Brooks and Dunn looking, fucking like lightning or whatever. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's I, really shitty. I remember uh, when I was a kid, and uh, everybody was wearing like Steve Austin cl- shirts and stuff like that. Okay, well, I mean, did you guys have Steve Austin shirts, or is that okay? I, all right. We found one, and that's the one I'm going to talk about. But okay, no, I all right. Bought a Steve Austin shirt. So this dude, you know, so there was like, I guess it was when he was like feuding with Kane or whatever, and they were going to do that first blood match. He started wearing like the baseball jersey. It said Austin three sixteen on the back, and we went to school, and this guy was like, "Yeah, I got the baseball jersey," and we're like, "No, you don't. You don't have that yet," because I don't think it had come out yet, like to buy or or it did, and it was really expensive or something like that. We're like, no, you don't. You don't have it. He's like, I'm going to wear it tomorrow. I'm going to wear it tomorrow. So he comes to school and he has the most, he has a bootleg version. <laughs> and on the back, it says Stone Cold 22 on it. And, and we fucking laughed and laughed at this dude <laughs> for having the bootleg Stone Cold shirt. <laughs> I he think about it over at like Vicon Village or whatever. Right. Flea market. I still think about it sometimes. Fucking Stone Cold 22. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
Well, hey, so, you know, you could release that shirt today, and no one would be any the wiser. Oh my god, who, who knows that that would even exist? Like, how would you even get that? Like, a bootleg Stone Cold shirt from that long ago? I don't know. Group of my friends, uh, was fucked this over 20 years ago, so whatever, dating myself, but we went up to uh, the Boston area for this uh, hardcore show. And this was back in the day where you didn't buy fucking tickets for hardcore, you just fucking would fucking fly up there and travel, make all the arrangements, and you just show up to the show and it was $5, and you you didn't have to worry about fucking tickets and shit, which puts me off on a tangent. You fucking kids today want to talk about, like, the old dudes or whatever, but you motherfuckers are the ones who let ticket masters of the world and all the ticket brokers come in. You buy tickets for fucking hardcore shows, and you pay fucking convenience fees. You fucking turds. Fuck you guys. Okay. <laughs> Young fucking kids. There's my tangent. There's my old man tangent. All right. <laughs> anyway, so we fucking flew up there, and we were just, like, ratting around, like, playing football in the field with the fucking townies waiting for the show to happen. And on the side of the road, we found a t-shirt, and we fucking held it up. It was a Stone Cold shirt, and the print on the shirt was made to look like it was his chest with hit the vest oh, no. and it even had a little gold <laughs> chain printed on it that was an official one i remember that one <laughs> it even had a little gold chain printed on it and there's your fucking stupid ass head popping out, popping out of its fucking chest <laughs> not my head the chest, right? so we picked it up as dirty as it was and our friend rando rest in peace oh we, yeah rest in peace he rando. put it on and our friend daryl had brought like a thong as a joke <laughs> he put on daryl's thong with the big stone cold shirt over it was like an extra extra large so it hung down below his crotch and there was like a youth ministries convention going on there's there's a room full of like christian girls next door to us and he went over there with the ice bucket knocked on the door and when they came to the door he was like hey can i borrow some ice and or no 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 he went over there and said hey can i borrow your ice bucket that's what it was and they were like, uh, sure. And they brought it to him. And when they brought it to him, he lifted up his arms, revealing the fucking crotch. And he did the ravishing Rick Rude fucking Oh, my God. Thrust with a little thumb. Oh, no. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing the so called vest shirt. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> oh, man. That was good shit. Rest anyway. in peace, Rando, man. You just want to. Yeah, do you guys want to talk about some wrestling? Yeah, well, for let's sure. Get into the news. Well, we're talking about Sasha Banks shirts. I mean, y'all want to talk about that weird Sasha Banks shit with her like meet yeah, and greet? Yeah, we kind of lose to it. So yeah, like she was at some meet and greet and was charging like $130 a picture and according to one guy it was just the male fans that she did this to, but you know, I guess, you know, being careful, she wanted some distance between her and the person she's taking a picture with. It looks, like, really weird. Like, she's so far away from them that they look like they're, like, a sexual predator or something that, like, yeah, like, stay away from me. Well, you know, dude, there's, you know, COVID's still a thing. Yeah. And now, True. you know, Joey started monkeypox and okay. fucking spread out. <laughs> I could see why she would want some social distancing sure. here. Right. Especially if there's there's no masks, you know. Yeah, yeah true. I think yeah. that's the big thing. It, it is weird. Like, I mean, I get, like, I mean, that being said, if I knew going in that this was going to be which I think it sounds like they were probably aware of this is what, you know, your picture is going to look like. I would not have paid $130 for it. Yeah, you definitely don't want to. It's weird because some of the, it, it's just weird that she had like a double standard though. Like how come there, like if that was the excuse then how come like the women got the hug up on her and stuff? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. That was what the, the guy yeah. said. He said that, you know, they got to do it. He's like, you know, I wasn't looking for a hug, but you know, at least, you know, 
Yeah, just like a standing <laughs> next to her with the fucking thumbs up or whatever. It's weird. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, that's why, you know, like, everyone's just, like, photoshopping the pictures. They're just putting, like, random people, like, you know, the Triple H pointing at her, but, like, you know, if he's 10 feet away from him. With that said, the people that they show fucking standing really far away, I mean, look like... They look like the kind of person I wouldn't really want to stand next to in a lot of cases. <laughs> they look pretty funny. I love that picture of Triple H standing, like, 12 feet away with... Like the fucking, you know, like when he takes those pictures where he points at people. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I noticed some people were standing closer than others, so it may have been based on their odor. Like if they smelled, you know, so strong, the they had to stay so back to, they had, had it down to like a formula. If it's odor based, you know More what? Power like, to her, you know? Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Uh, well, again, is she going to wrestle ever again? Well, supposedly, uh, she might be back with the company or, you know, ah, they might have yeah. know, smoothed things over with her and, uh, you know, the new regime as it were. Gotcha. I just, I, I imagine like, she if can they, save face like that. You know what I mean? They said they yeah. let her go and they didn't like publicize it or anything like that, which is funny. Cause like that's, that's quietly letting somebody go because, and then like, you know, the stuff with John Laurinaitis getting let go and stuff like that. Like, they're like, oh, they quietly let him go, but like everybody hears about it. But they didn't. Nobody heard anything well, about this. Well, someone's got to hear about this it was, eventually. This was definitely a thing where, like, you know, Triple H called her and was like, you know, don't sign anything, you know, just wait or whatever. But speaking of the uh, old regime and Johnny Ace, we've gotten a few uh, anecdotes of some uh, juicy details of some behind-the-scenes action. Mm-hmm. So we've gotten a couple stories now where um, Lon talked about how Vince had her practice, like when her and for doing the cuck angle they had to like practice kissing in front of vince so, uh we got one from kurt as well for like when he was with uh, stephanie said it was weird it was very uncomfortable vince not only was he directing he was literally two feet away from us vince is right behind the camera looking at us i'm not saying he felt like he looked like he was aroused but he had this look like i want to see this yeah, ba- yeah, basically yeah. basically he's like making people practice something they don't need to be practicing in front of him like behind closed doors yeah. So like the, yeah, they're in like this yeah they're in Get his a office. Get in their and he's and like so so Rusev or fuck Miro is like standing in a corner watching Lana kiss Dolph in the in yeah. storyline. No no not in storyline. This is well, like this is this was, this was a rehearsal. Line, yeah, but this was the yeah this was a storyline, but this is a rehearsal for it. Oh, and so the, he was there for the rehearsal too. The rehe- yeah the re- rehearsing in his office behind closed doors, like for a kiss. So he's he's making her kiss Dolph Ziggler over and over again and apparently Miro's getting like apparently Miro's in the corner like turning red and like getting really pissed off they're having to do it over and over again and Vince is like stop being weird it's not a big deal you know we're all adults here stop being weird about it and he's making her do it over and over again what the fuck yeah, well, and then I said, too, like, there was the Kurt and Stephanie thing from, like, that was, yeah. like, the end of the Attitude Era, more or less. Like, yeah. That's, it's just wild, like, and just think of, like, all of the different angles that have, like, involved this stuff over the years. It's, like, with Tori Wilson and Don Marie. There's probably a ton of these where, like, Vince is just, like, do it again. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. he's <laughs> the show. But also, like, why aren't, like, you know, and then you, it makes you wonder, like, you know, what did they do for the Miro, uh, Bobby Lashley storyline? Oh, God, story yeah, line. Reason, yeah. I just, it's just, it's insane that, that this shit is going on. And then, like, the stuff with, like, Paul London talking about, you know, we talked about this already. Like, he's, like, going to her fucking room and, like, knocking on the door. Why haven't people talked about this until now? Like, are people that fucking scared? They're walking on eggshells. They don't want to fucking say anything. Like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you say anything about this shit? 
That's when know. you have a fucking like autocrat fucking CEO or whatever. You know, everybody's afraid. Everybody's just afraid for their jobs. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. I don't know. Maybe they're like worried about seeming bitter or something like that. But man, that's fucking disgusting, dude. Like, imagine if like Miro and Lana left that office and just immediately fucking tweeted about what happened. Like right, right. then and there. They would probably lose their push, but they're obviously doing something they're not wanting well, to do they, anyways. Do you remember what caused them to lose their push? Mm-mm. Was when it came out during that storyline that they were like actually like married or engaged at that point. Oh fuck! And like it broke kayfabe, and like it's like <laughs> and, and you know whatever year it was, like yeah, twenty fifteen or something. Like who cares? Jesus Christ, dude, that's fucking gross, man. Oh my god, Axel and fucking Iron Sheik were the best men <laughs> in the wedding he was pissed off about that um <laughs> uh, uh, the other new story is um kind of some not only really so much a shake up but there's been some promotions at AEW um they've promoted um Sanjay Dutt and QT up like a little bit higher on the ladder uh, and Pat Buck and Tony Schiavone as well and it, it seems to be kind of like addressing some of their criticisms about like lack of communication that like especially kind of reached like a fever pitch with the Jonathan Gresham stuff. So it seems like they're taking care of that stuff going forward or hopefully at least setting up the structure to do it. And probably the bigger one, just as far as like how it'll impact, uh, hopefully the quality of the on-screen product is uh, Madison rain was hired in as an AEW coach for the women's division. That's good. They need a coach. I don't know if it should be Madison rain, but in her time she was really good. Uh, I don't know. She's known like, who do they have over there? Sarah Del Rey at WWE. Mm-hmm. That's cool that they have people that they're trying to increase communication and they're putting people in good spots. I mean, I think Sanjay's a good choice for their creative uh, guy. And I mean, he has a lot of experience. He worked at WWE. He's did a lot of stuff at Impact and everything. And that's good. I'm glad that they're getting more of a structure there for that stuff. Yeah, I think it's good news. Um, as I, said, I think we'll, it'll remain to be seen how uh, I think the coaching impacts. I think the women's division tends to be the one that needs it the most just because they have a lot of rookies or you know people that we question their long-term viability anyways so you know if with the whole support structure if you know that still doesn't get you know the Anna J's of the world to actually you know perform better in the ring then you know you know that it's a lost cause yeah but that i guess let's just hop right into the wrestling this week right three shows this week all from AEW because they had their uh, you know tv spe- quarterly tv special uh, but we open up with AEW Dynamite from August 3rd, 2022. And we have Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. They have Orange Cassidy leading off a, a good amount of shows. Like, I, I don't know yeah. how many. I'd like to see the stats on how many times, you know, somebody, you know, opens a show. Because as we always talked about, the first segment and the last segment on the show are the most important. And he is in this spot his fair share of times and then some, I think. He was really great, and this was really great. It wasn't quite on the level of the Osprey match, but for the lack of excitement I show sometimes about him, he's really capable of for sure. really putting on a putting on a great show. And you know, Lethal had a match against Wardlow later in the week, and this was just head and shoulders above that. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do get that like match your... was good too, though. It was okay, yeah. but this was. Uh, this was terrific. This was a really good opener. And I sometimes I'm like questioning like oh, they're opening with this. Like what the fuck? Like this has a little bit of a build, but I see kind of why they do it. Yeah, I kinda knew what they had. Like yeah. The, I could yeah, I could kind of see the audience they're trying to attract with 
with this guy and and you know a great matchup like this it totally makes sense yeah and uh there was a comedy spot where uh you know the best friends uh chuck taylor and trent beretta came out with like doing the whole like two dudes in a trench coat thing <laughs> um, oh that was that was really them. funny yeah, yeah that was pretty funny um, taz asked what was up with the midsection crotch area of the guy <laughs> um, <laughs> it was chuck taylor's head yeah <laughs> just peeking out um obviously sh- he should have fucking uh Sottenham should have fucking clotheslined trent down though that was a missed opportunity yeah i agree that would have been nice just a little accent on it um but after the match, we get a Sanjay promo. Obviously, Lethal wins to set up, you know, the title match. He commends his best friends because, you know, they're real best friends, unlike the uh, kayfabe best friends in the best friends. And tells them that it says that OC looks like he has jaundice, which I thought was weird. And then Jay says that Wardlow better come out if he wants to save his uh, friend because he's going to break his leg with the figure four. Is uh, that like a makes a save? Is that like a is that like a borderline like these nuts joke? I always thought that was like a thing. I, am I? I fucking, mean, jaundice is like wait, a real what? thing. Jaundice is like when you're. It's because he's orange and yeah. jaundice. You have an orange toe. It's like babies are born. Like Carmilla had was gotcha. slight, slightly jaundice. Okay. When she's born, she was a little sweet potatoy. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought yeah. like okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So they set up the match for Battle of the Belts three that Saturday, and Wardlow welcomes Columbus, Ohio, to Wardlow's world. You know, there's. I mean, like we'll talk about that match later, but like. I feel like pretty much since the end of the MJF feud, like I think that match itself and then afterwards, Wardlow's kind of lost something. And I think he had won us over in the build to that, but there's just something that's been missing since then. With that said, I mean, people don't react to this, but they still do react to him doing like cool feats of strength and like power well, stuff. Yeah. And like, but that's it. That just goes to show like that, that just goes to show that they need to fucking stop with this shit and fucking focus on what works. The Braun Strowman fucking dime store braun Strowman shit yeah, he's, he's better than Dr- he's better than braun Strowman, but honestly oh, yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't have they don't have the train that, whistle <laughs> yeah but that, yeah that, i mean that that like but you're right but, like, well when they when they the way they booked him before and do like crazy like honestly i like that over over the top stuff like when he was doing that stuff that was good shit in my opinion you know that shit when he was like <laughs> dumping over like an ambulance and shit oh, yeah, like that, was, that. that was good I liked it. I it thought was it was corny, really good. But it was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's real over the top, but he was kind of an over the top person, and that's kind of what they're doing with Wardlow. And I mean, they could do that with Satnam Singh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they should book him like he's fucking strong and like um, stop with this I fucking Wardlow's world shit. It's, that it's shit funny sucks. When, when he hit the ring here. I was wondering what energy he had, and I realized it was it was Braun Strowman type energy, kind of yeah that he had. And it's kind of like what the shit he's doing now is very Ryback esque, and I remember the fucking shitty uneducated crowd fucking eating that that shit up, yeah. like the feed me more shit. And that's that's that that's a testament to like like think about that if 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 Wardlow is better than both of those guys, but if he's not presented right, he's not going to like succeed like they did. And those guys, yeah, but like, I don't they think were they able... were presented right. I think they were presented better? right for idiots. Maybe, but <laughs> pres- you know what I mean. So, I don't know. So I just I'm insulted. My intelligence is insulted by I, stupid I, shit like that. I don't know. I remember um, like during that like feud with the Shield and stuff like that. Like the Ryback stuff was kind of pretty exciting. Like before we really Ryback knew, feuding yeah. with the Shield. Yeah, remember when they did the like mm, they? I, I I know I was watching during that time. And I yeah, don't remember. I remember it's he, testament. To he how teamed fucking... with he teamed with Danielson and. 
I get was it CM Punk? Was it that was that it was like a three way oh and God. they yeah, and they did like a six man. It wasn't bad. That like, stuff was like not bad. But it's like the thing is, oh, is like fucking Daniel. That's that's pro that's wrestling though. Like you have to fucking you know hide the negatives and and accentuate the positives yeah. and like that's, yeah, I agree that's all that. booking. And what I'm saying is, if those guys can get over the, better than Wardlow, who's actually better, then there's something fucking wrong here. You should have you should be able to to present Wardlow as well as the people as they presented them and he'll get over even better because he's well, think, better he's a better wrestler i think part of the issue is that like i think that like those guys were presented at the expense of other people that you know the smarter fans liked more whereas that's not we don't necessarily know what they're doing like here like i mean he's obviously like Wardlow's going over some people but like he's not in a position on the card where like he's not you know going over like the moxley's of the world and whatnot i mean he's he's like i mean they were mid carters at that time and they were new on the scene in those in like those days, like yeah. so he kind of is. Well, they, they build it. They build him like he can beat those guys no problem. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll I'll point back to the CM Punk match where he had CM Punk That's completely true, yeah. squashed, completely geeked him out. It didn't make what the fuck was that? But mm -hmm. I don't understand why you even do that match. You have to keep him separate from the guys that he's really shouldn't be beating at that point. But you're building him so strong that you know little kids would be like. I know Wardlow can beat Sam Punk, and that's fine. <laughs> and, yeah. and and honestly, that's fine. And and, and if that's who your that if that's who your target audience is, that's okay. But at the same time, like now, it's time to fucking hide those negatives. So stop letting him say Wardlow's Wardlow's world. That shit sucks, dude. I it's it's WWE shit. That's you know? yeah, that's terrible. Like, that's not even WWE shit because we just talked it's about how WWE. We talked about how WWE presented somebody better, and it it it. They you know, just in general, I'm not World talking about specifics, but it sounds like somebody would be, that sounds like something a character would say on Monday Night Raw. Maybe, no, I, I, I would I would agree with you if... Like, if Wardlow was on, I could just see them doing the Wardlow's World fucking thing. Like, it would, I wouldn't be like, well, this doesn't seem on brand for them. I have, like, as, as, as much as I hate WWE right now, I gotta give the fucking credit to them in this case. This is not a WWE thing that they would do with a character like this. If we're look, if we're using Ryback and and uh, Braun Strowman as an example, then that just doesn't. That, well, that, that's not true. Well, they didn't. The stuff that you're talking about, like they didn't always do that with those guys. And, yeah, that's true. And, that's true. And, that's and also, I, I just want to true, go on yeah. the record and say that my opinion of what they did with Ryback and what they did with Braun Strowman was absolute fucking trash and it fucking sucked and it insulted my intelligence. But it, that's why I don't watch it. But it worked for the audience that they were targeting and that's sort the of, point. It was sort of meme and funny, I guess. But yeah, it worked for the target audience. Sure. Their target audience is not AEW's target but, audience. But those... It's, but, it's supposed to be... It's supposed to be different. But that's, the stuff... That's what this, why the whole... The reason this whole fucking you're thing right, started. But the stuff... But it doesn't matter. You're not when supposed it, to have dudes flipping no, cars. No, hold on. When it comes to people... When it comes to... When it comes to just getting over... You have you can have the part where it's different because he's a better wrestler. That's all the difference you need when he's. Yeah, but that's so, all the right, difference you need. Right, that's all the difference you need. But if you do the other stuff too, and he's better, then he gets you over. He gets over even better in a more long term way than those guys did. Wait, the stuff, they do WWE. You say, you say, hold bullshit, on, he gets over. Hold on, you say they would, but you say that what? Hold on, you say that those guys. Um, I, th I think like your your basic argument is that like you know you can is that like the comp main component that they're kind of messing up is the stuff that's a little bit more 
in that yeah. you know, WWE style, yeah. but it's not as you're good say- as those existing ones that you yeah. uh, identified. You're saying that like it worked for that WWE audience as if it's that much different than the people. It's like it's not. The- it's like it's different people altogether. But the, it's supposed to be. It, and it's not. I think it but is. It's, but it's not. It, it is. For, it is. It is. It is in some in some forms. There's crossover. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, but it is in some forms. But the thing is, is the stuff that they are doing with Wardlow that is a lot like that is stuff that people are responding to. So if they did more of it, then he would get over, and they would stop the other shit, the other garbage, the stuff that they're trying to do is let him t- like that. That's supposedly supposed to be quote unquote different. Well, I don't think having him go in and, and powerbomb guys and work as a monster is the same thing as... That's just... Dude, that's just the, but he's the beating, Ryback shit yes, that was over you, was, feed me, it was a fucking... It was a slogan. And that's what they're trying to do with this guy. Well, world those world that just doesn't sucked. work, though. Somebody has to say you know this what? doesn't and work. so feed me more fucking was re- re- so stupid. But it worked. And, uh, and I'm saying AEW is supposed to be the antidote to WWE, not fucking copy their blueprint. I don't think that you so should copy their blueprint. if you can't get blueprint. a monster over based on what you he can, can do in the ring, then like I don't he think, shouldn't be over. I don't think it should be a blueprint. I think that it should be something that... If it works, it, it, it could be something that you build on. It could be something that you take the positives from it. That's like saying that you can't have a fucking ring. Like, what? Like, come on. You can still use things that work. And, and that, No, that's not at all. Because but, you're talking about, like, you're talking about foundations and I fundamentals. Mean, I'm, I'm talking about I mean, I'm using, I'm using, and, I'm using hyperbole, that, but... Yeah. I'm using hyperbole, but it's it's still it's it's it it, it applies. You can still see something. I mean, your analogy skills need some fucking. Need some well, updating. maybe, but maybe you're you're not you're but like the stuff that they do that's a lot like what they do is the thing that's working for him. The stuff that they're not telling him that World Lords World is stupid. They're trying the stuff that would that would make it different uh, in AEW is where they're trying to give him a personality. They're trying to let him talk and use his own words. This is a guy that does not need to fucking talk like that. And, I agree, and I didn't think Ryback but or that's fucking Braun Strowman but that's, needed to talk either, and then yes, we got that. But we didn't, yes, that, that was like way later, but that's the thing is we're... You feel like we're kind of already at that like later yeah. point in their run versus... I, yes. He was getting over, like when Wardlow was getting over, he was getting over as a guy who was a monster in the ring. Mm-hmm. Not because he was flipping cars. Not because he fucking had a fucking and stupid slogan. to be fair, slogan. he still is. He, did, he, yeah. he still did that shit. Yeah. He still did that shit. He, with that said, some of the more ridiculous stuff didn't work. He did like rip he, off, like he ripped off the fucking. What did he? Dude, he, like he tore he, some chains. He fought all those fucking. He did all that fucking oh, Major Mark Sterling, uh, or Smart Mark Sterling stuff. Like they, uh, you know, with the with the fucking yeah. yeah, like the cuffs and like yeah, they sure do did do that. But they, they, they I mean, they're breaking some handcuffs that, and flipping a car. There's a difference between that and flipping a car. Yeah, yeah, and he fought all those fucking security guards. Like they did. In, in fairness, I thought that shit was terrible. It and was that terrible. didn't get over with the crowd either. Okay, that didn't get over with the crowd, but the stuff with And I'm him- saying that's the type of fucking shit if if Braun Strowman would have been fucking been eating up fucking 30 security guards, those fucking He morons did do that shit. Popping. No, but, they're popping but, for but it. But they did it right as well. Like that shit was really weird. It fucking it insulted the intelligence, but he did do the thing where he fought one jobber, then the next week he fought two jobbers at the same time, then like three jobbers, then four jobbers. Yeah, he he did all that shit. Like they did do that stuff with with him, but they also presented it right. And I'll, I'll give credit to them there. I mean, they presented it right for their audience and AEW's audience. Although I'll all concede there's crossover, but it's supposed to be different. Even if you're saying, well, the crowds are really the same. If the crowds are really the same and they should be doing the same shit, 
I don't want to watch. I didn't say that they should be doing the same shit. I'm saying that you could see something that works and you can use it and then add whatever fucking makes it different like on top of that or you can like fucking tweak it in any way. You can absolutely take something that works and like make something like your own or make make it where the where it the way it fits. That fucking that thing where he fucking fought all the security think, guards, yeah. that wasn't bad because of what it was. It was bad because of the execution. They could have like there's some truth to that, but it, but I think it was bad for what it was and the execution. I mean, maybe, but the thing is, is like the, the other stuff that they did with him that was over the top, like breaking the handcuffs, people did like in AEW. Yeah, but that was so, I, I forgot about that. I mean, it's it's literally three inches it does, of movement. Just because you forgot, it doesn't matter. It's still something that's like over the top like that. It doesn't matter yeah, if you yeah, forgot about it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist either. No, but, but, but I'm saying like it didn't make an impression on me and we're just talking about our impressions. Mm-hmm. It was really only three inches of movement. It wasn't like people in the cheap seats didn't see. It, it, so, I mean, like everybody sees the fucking ambulance flipping. Everybody sees that shit. I guess all I'm trying to say is what you're trying to say is they need to find something that works for him. And this isn't it. And I'll agree with that. When I'm getting Braun Strowman and fucking Ryback energy from this dude, that's bad. I'm not, that's not good at all. I'm saying that's that what it, I'm saying, I'm saying if they fucking book him, I, I think that they could absolutely book him that way and make him really, really strong. I think and what then, we're really and then just get rid of a difference in taste. Well, I, too. I mean, I, I think like see, you're, you're okay. I'm not, with having, I'm like, not a saying Stroman. I'm not figure you just want like a better version of it whereas Davey doesn't want that at all it's not a fucking difference of taste because I don't like that shit either but that doesn't mean it doesn't work just because I don't like it doesn't mean it doesn't fucking work I'm talking about shit that works nobody likes world Lows world nobody's running out to buy a fucking world Lows world shirt you know what I mean oh, like I'm not I'm not saying <laughs> okay I'm not I'm not saying like I'm not saying that I like it I'm talking about shit that just works and when I see something that's working and they don't fucking lean into it, then yeah, I'm going to tell you right here on this fucking review show that I don't think that I think they could make that work. That's all I'm saying. I don't have to like it. I don't like Adam Cole, but that doesn't mean that he's I see not what over. You're saying. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't if if something gets over and it sucks, it still sucks. And and I get it makes money and I get why they do it and all that, but I'm still going to say it fucking sucks and you know. I I'm, I'm just saying that they could learn something with how they booked early on Braun Strowman and a Ryback early on. You know what I mean? We'll just have to agree to disagree because I think they should learn how not, I think they can learn something, but it should be how not well, to do it. Even on, even on like battle of the battle of the belts, people started fucking chanting Wardlow like Goldberg, like people want to have a guy like that, that they could fucking get behind. And it's not, well, that's what they've been. They've been booking him like that. Like but, he can't be beat. Yeah, they have, but they need to like drop the shit that doesn't work. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. So just not have him talk, I guess. Well, anyway, well, we've probably spent too much time on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, next up, we have one of uh, two of Joey's predictions, and the only one they got right uh, from uh-uh. last week. We have the undisputed elite come out. Um, Adam Cole gets a big reaction and says that it's good to be back, but he's not quite cleared yet. But he's upset. Uh, well, not quite upset. He's he says he talks about the importance of loyalty and says that the Bucks, you know, they if they're not going to team with fish for the tournament then they're not going to team with anybody then it says and by that i mean you won't be physically capable of it and then fish and o'reilly take them out and hangman makes the save yeah so we thought kenny was gonna yeah i thought kenny was gonna gonna come out here um the turn was like really obvious and it didn't really have a lot of impact 
But uh, yeah, we thought Kenny was going to make the save. I at least I I thought Kenny was going to make the save. I guess he's not ready. Well, you did no, at I, least I make the think... you did at least predict the you know the turn yeah, yeah, the turn the yeah. yeah. But the uh, I thought the Adam Cole thing with um, where they were you know talking to him and then you know Dark Order. I thought that was just misdirection. I thought for sure he was going going to join up with them. This isn't where you bring back Kenny. Yeah, you know. Well, I unless, mean, you unless would want he's the... just aching to get back in for any any reason, you have to bring him back in a huge spot, not for a trios tournament. Well, it'd be the elite returning. It's I wouldn't understate. Yeah. I would understate that. But, well, if you yeah, really want to get the trios thing TV. over, right? Like, yeah, I, I, absolutely. You absolutely want to get the trios thing over. And you want yeah, that would be a way stars. to do it. But um, I mean, I mean, I, I guess they're using Hangman in that spot too, so it works. But though they haven't, they haven't yeah. confirmed. I did watch the BTE uh, segment on it, and he's like, you know, like, oh, maybe I'll team with the Bucks. Maybe I'll be in like the Dark Order's corner. I don't know. So, like, I guess they're still they're kind of they're dragging it it's, out. It's, yeah. It also came out of nowhere. Like after everything that's happened, there was no tease that they were getting back together except for last week. There's and been then, there's been a little bit of it where like the Bucks have never participated in like Cole's shenanigans against Hangman and stuff like that. So like they've they've been like a really slow like subtle tease of it. Plus, time heals all wounds. Yeah, like I, Joey forgave me for buying him the fucking. Uh, ROH NASCAR shirt. No, I'm still, window. I'm still holding, I'm still holding on to that shit. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, we had a Mox backstage promo. It's gonna be the last survivor of the Heart Dungeon versus the first survivor of the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, cuts a pretty solid promo, which talks about how he will not stop until someone's in the hospital, even if it's him. And yeah, pretty exciting uh, stuff. Um, yeah, they didn't set up the next match at this point yet, but we then had Tony Schiavone with Christian. Christian says that Jungle Boy was raised by terrible human beings, <laughs> and then Jungle Boy tries to run him over for a car. <laughs> yes, this was some this was some Monday Night Raw shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he fucking zoomed in so fast, like with that car, like real fast. Yeah, I was gonna say WCW did it too, but I think that was like the Russo era when they started doing that. So. What was that clip that I shared with you guys where like Stone Cold almost hits like a kid and his dad or something? Oh no, it was Bret Hart. Was that Bret Hart? <laughs> it was Bret Hart, yeah. <laughs> that is that is an insane clip that nobody ever talks about. But yeah, yeah what, what happened, it's like yeah, Bret Hart is like getting in a car going after somebody or something, and he backs up and like like a millimeter away from fucking just killing a kid, and then the fucking parent had to yank him away, like barely missed it. It's it's an insane clip. Man, could you imagine how much different conversations about Bret Hart would be if he did actually just like if he ran, it just ran over a kid? Oh my god! He may still be wrestling because it may have like ended his career for a while, and he may have come back. That, and there you go. He would have gotten know. kicked by Goldberg. See, kid, you should have sacrificed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um. Anyways, we have Britt Baker and Jamie Hader versus Thunderstorm. I thought, you know, oh, we, we, we were talking about, like, hype for this match. I think it delivered. I thought this was really good. Oh, man, yes, dude. I thought it, you know, I know, like, early on the show, we were watching a lot of Joshi stuff, and this felt like some of those tag matches. Like, I to the point where I got the feeling that maybe they were watching some of that stuff. I, think I don't know. Maybe I'm I mean, overstating I know, like, it, but. I mean, what, two or three of them have all worked at, uh, you know, with, you know, more modern Joshis, but. Yeah. I um until later on the week this was my match of the week. Like I thought this was fucking terrific. 
and maybe it's my second favorite match. I I was hanging on every fucking second of this. Yeah, this was fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. Just and and it was just a lot of like spamming big moves and stuff, but the timing all worked and it made sense in it in the tag environment. Oh, yeah. he called he called the finish was coming from. You yeah. called the finish. Yeah, you called it big time. And yeah, I know the episode came out um, way after, but yeah, he, he Davey legitimately called the the pin. Yeah, so uh, Tony hits four hip attacks and then goes for a fifth, but like uh, Britt gets Rosa brutal. in the way. Yeah, all the brutal. And then Jamie uh, takes out Tony to get the pin. Oh my god, in the butts in this match. <laughs> just, <laughs> just there were a lot of butts. Amber said the same thing. It's like everybody's hams are fucking sticking out. Yeah. Literally everybody's. Oh yeah. We then get uh the part where Joey completely botched his prediction. Uh-oh. So Sammy and Ty have this whole wedding announcement thing. Uh they're getting married and Eddie Kingston cuts it off, says nobody cares, and he challenges Sammy to the pay-per-view. Wait, how is oh, okay? So how? So wait, wait, no, 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 no. We've no, no. talked. How, we've, we've I called no, in no. the past about how, um, like we're like, oh man, it feels like they're listening to the show sometimes. But obviously, yeah, the episode came out late. I feel like our show's not not being listened to. It's being bugged because the <laughs> only match announced for the pay per view is the one that negates your prediction that it would hold be on. Eddie it does not. Chris. It does not. It does Just not the timeline. Negate, that's it does not. It does not negate my prediction because I also said that it could be um it could it, it could be at the pay-per-view or it could be after because you could do like a rematch between Jericho and Moxley or whatever the fuck happens. I thought that we would definitely get the the Eddie Kingston versus um Jericho match at the pay-per-view, but I mean I mean I also I, I did quick. say that I just it, didn't think that yeah. yeah, I also I also said that like it could it might not be that quick. I also said that too. I could have seen that, it but not for and I, title, we did, but I was surprised to see like this was on the pay-per-view. But I, I also said that the match between him and Sammy would be the thing that keeps him busy while the the title changes over and everything. Do you still think that Jericho takes the title off of Moxley? I do, yeah. I, I think I, I don't know if he really? takes it off of him this week. But I think that he's going to take it off of him either here now or at the pay-per-view. I thought before that he would take, like, for sure that he would take it off tomorrow. But now I'm not so sure. I still think that he's going to be the one to take it off of him. I'm still not convinced on that. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm feeling it. We'll see. We'll, we'll move on to the next segment. Um, before we move on to the match, Taz talks about Team Taz and everything that happened. He says it's dead. He's out of the loop. Uh, those three guys are on their own. <laughs> yeah, I I watched the segment again, the Ricky Stark segment, and I don't think they said the term Team Taz one time. They've been loose during like it. the the implosion because like and mm-hmm. so for him and Hobbs, I, I felt they never like, called them Team Taz when they were like firmly in the tag division. I thought that's that was true. Good. Yeah, it was always oh, Starks okay. and Hobbs. Well, I thought they needed this little segment. Just felt like some housekeeping. Yeah, but it's too bad because like we should have gotten. Team Taz with Starks and Hobbs and Hook versus Blackpool Blackpool Combat Club at some point. Oh, yeah, that would have been that would have been awesome. And we could have we could have at least got like maybe like Starks and fucking Hook splitting they go in their separate ways or something like that. Like like even a backstage thing. This was so throwaway with just having Taz going like, Oh yeah, by the way, Team Taz is no more. We're fucking done. And like just the throwaway line like between segments, it's so weird. It was so weird. I but it know. did make yeah, sense because that led into Powerhouse it, Hobbs. For it did his, make uh, sense, yeah. Ron Jones. Uh, this was a total squash. 
Taz kind of buried, like, he, he talks about, like, how, you know, dangerous Hobbs is, but he kind of, like, you know, was like, yeah, like, you know what, you're going to pay for what you did to Ricky, basically. So, and then. We uh, didn't see Ron Jones get to do his shit, so, I, and I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle. Have you guys? No. Ron Jones never, no. He looks like a more, too. he looks, he looks, in some of his mannerisms, he looks like a more badass swerve. Ron Jones. I'm, the, I'm trying to remember what he even looked like, honestly. He looks like a bigger, badder ass swerve. Oh yeah, badder asser. Well, there's your there's your uh, baby face brother, Ron Jones. I'm looking for him. I don't see him at all. Yeah. He was in the he had a match with. Hobbs. I know, but I don't remember. I don't, I seriously don't remember what he looks like at all. I I didn't uh, to be honest. I didn't even remember what he looked like. It looked like even vaguely like I until you mentioned it. All right, it probably isn't that important. It shows how little of an impression he left. I really uh, want to know now. That, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So yeah, Hobbs He, he uh, could, he could have been a, a, dumb, a crash test dummy for, you know, all that <laughs> True, yeah. Basically, that basically was <laughs> a fucking role. dummy. Um, Hobbs wins with the lariat that he did to Ricky to take him out. We get Ricky running down to attack him, um, but the uh, referee kind of gets in the way and Hobbs hits the spine buster to take him out. I liked that he ran in and they just started brawling right away. Nobody backed down and there yeah. wasn't any heel powdering and stuff. But this this week with the Ricky Starks stuff, it reminded me of this. And this is how I know this guy is over with me. In like late 98, 99. Well, we know who he really reminds you of. I mean, you post it in the title. Well, I'm saying when The Rock wouldn't get enough TV time or I thought they weren't using him right or just not doing like not capitalizing on him enough. I would feel, I don't know. I would feel cheated and ripped off (laughs) because he was really on fire at the time and I was really entertained. That's when he was coming up. I was just really entertained by his shit and his charisma and stuff. And I I had that same feeling here. Like I felt like I just got cheated out. And I don't know what it was. I guess I just wanted something. Maybe I just wanted that fucking killer promo. Yeah, I wanted him on the mic or something, and maybe it's good that we didn't get it. Yeah, because you know I got this like I want more feeling like what the fuck, and it was kind of well. It's good to like have him out there, period. To like like remind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's not what I wanted, but it made me realize what I wanted. So maybe it was a good thing. Well, we're getting yeah, it's the mic. Yeah, it's absolutely because we're gonna see him like he he's he's created like this uphill battle so. Like it's it's not he created, but they created the story with this uphill battle. He's uh, we want to see him get his fucking revenge, and he's getting shut down. Mm-hmm. But he's facing something, somebody that is just not going to be fucking fought off, you know, real lightly. You know, we don't, we're not we're not dealing with the fucking pussy heel here. You know, we're dealing with powerhouse Hobbs heel. Yeah. So that's awesome. But the segment later in the week, I don't know. That was maybe getting blue balled and. Bad way. Next up, we get a couple uh, video promos. We have Miro talking about how he has a visitor who's been telling him things. And he says, Evil doesn't need a mask, it just needs time. And the Redeemer will reveal itself soon. Very cryptic. Vincent Man's the new Venom. manager. It's the, it's the fucking Venom costume. Maybe. <laughs> 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 Uh, we then get one for Darby where he is tattooing his hand. Uh, he is challenging Brody uh, to a or accepting his match for the coffin match and has like you know tattooed where it says that he's gonna you know close the lid on Brody King. I'm stoked about that match. That's gonna be badass. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Can't believe they're giving giving us that on TV. Okay. <laughs> right. 
next up we had uh i thought I, I, a bench i was pretty pleasantly surprised by christian cage versus matt hardy um i thought this was a pretty decent match uh it wasn't as good as like the women's tag match but i thought it was pretty good matt hardy looks like yeah. he's been uh, working out maybe i mean this was as good as it possibly could have been i think yeah um, i mean i was like talking about like, just like his build like, he looked a lot more uh built than i've seen him in like ever <laughs> could be he's got tony nisa's fucking premier athlete fucking protein maybe yeah <laughs> i mean uh, we didn't see but, what he looked like under the shirt but he at least looked you know kind of stocky yeah. but uh, he had most of the match. Uh, Christian eventually wins, of course, because that's, you know, the program they're building. Um, the commentary noted one thing which I thought was interesting, that uh, apparently the match they had last time when it was, like, you know, the reverse dynamic, apparently that was the first time Christian Cage ever beat Matt Hardy in a singles contest. Interesting. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because, like, just how long they've been around and, you know. I like Excalibur this match a lot. that they, they worked... They've worked together in some capacity over 200 times. Wow. That's crazy. Which well, is I guess prob- they did like house shows. house shows. Yeah, house shows. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, this match was really good. I thought it was really smooth. Um, it wasn't anything crazy. Like not like a match of the year contender or anything like that. But I thought it was, I thought it was really good and it served its yeah, purpose it really well. Yeah. yeah. It was really, it really they was. had they had like big like big spots that weren't crazy in the middle of the match, like mm-hmm. perfectly timed. And it goes to show you that you could have perfectly timed things that aren't like you know, landing on your head on the apron. That could be really cool. And it was awesome. I liked it. We also got I mean, uh, the first JR call that I noted uh, this week, which was uh, after a superplex, JR says that he's never understood the move. Just buried it completely. I never understood the move. <laughs> yeah, like the superplex. It was like a, a second uh, rope superplex. Yeah. Well, he just he just said he never understood it in general. He's like, well, it seems like you take more punishment than the guy. <laughs> so then like Excalibur and, then and Taz, Taz was trying to, the mechanics. Yeah, they were trying to retcon it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, like you see the head and whatnot. Was, I thought it was kind of funny. It's 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 really easy to explain it. You just the, you're throwing the other guy just like a normal suplex. It just higher. Yeah. yeah. It's super easy to explain. I never understood why you do a superplex off the top rope. I never understood the why Oklahoma land rush is going on. You can go get his <laughs> land. I never understood why you'd hit the ropes and just run back voluntarily. Like, why wouldn't you, you just stop? Be- you could be stealing native land instead of doing oh that. God. Oh my god! <laughs> like we did in the Oklahoma land rush. Oh my god. What a what a fucking um, stupid thing for Jr. to say. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Christian gets chased off by Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, the Luchasaurus doesn't actually do anything. He just comes out. So we yeah, might there's something. Uh, there's something there. He's still got the heel entrance and everything. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. Jungle Boy is also wearing black. To match him yeah. now too, so yeah. Well, he's got the it's the jacket that uh, Christian left on him. That's he right. Left him for dead. Uh, Tony's with Daniel Garcia. Um, talks about his big win, and uh, Daniel Garcia says it's not just his biggest win; it's the biggest win in AEW history. I don't know about that. Uh, and now <laughs> he's calling himself the Dragon Slayer, and he will slay the dragon again. Maybe Chris Jericho should go to him for advice on nicknames. That's much better than the wizard or yeah. whatever yeah we got dragon slayers we got fucking wizards man they may as well bring some fucking dice and start fucking rolling those d20s bro yeah but i'm sure you know matt menard and i mean you got daddy magic i mean he's 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 magic true yeah cool hand yeah, man. A, i don't know what he's would a that mage. Be like a rogue got and fucking you can bring your cleric in there fucking oof we're getting into some <laughs> real fucking rough territory Alistair here Black. 
Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's let's fucking pump the brakes. Yeah, we get a dude. There is a dude. Honestly, though, there is a tabletop role playing game called Morkborg, and you guys should look it up. It's like House of Black, the role playing game. Morkborg. It's almost like they Morkborg. Yeah, it's like a Swedish role playing game, and it's like they play that shit and just stole their fucking gimmick. <laughs> Morkborg is a pitch black apocalyptic fantasy RPG about lost souls and fools seeking redemption, forgiveness, <laughs> or the last remaining riches in a bleak and dying. Uh, that's Dude, like honestly, that this is, art, that's straight this up. looks, but not only is it fucking like that, this looks fucking awesome. We should play. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I'm kind of down. This is This looks amazing. This art is great. (laughs) Dude, this site is so weird. Like, I'm like, because I I was like scrolling down, and then it has like this like weird like side scrolling bit, Uh, and then once you get through it, it just starts going back down the page. Like, the site is just wild. This looks fucking amazing. I'm actually blown away by like 100. Like the Doom Metal (laughs) Doom Metal RPG. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Complete with light antlers. Anyway. Next up, we had a recap of Pac's third All-Atlantic uh, title defense, and they note that he confronted one Kip Sabian in the crowd. Wow. Yeah. It's... Fucking finally something <laughs> happens with this. And nobody, and still nobody cares. Really? Is that what we're going to get? Him versus Pac? Like, oh, yeah. Come, come on. Kip versus Pac. Yeah. I guess Kip that's, uh, that's what this year-long build has been. And and when you do that on TV, since everybody's been seeing this fucking guy in the crowd, yeah, like, like whether or not you know who he is, like shouldn't it have been on TV? Shouldn't you have not? I'm said sure it you'll get. I'm sure you'll get something else, like more serious on TV. Yeah, I hope at least. We then get uh, an Ethan Page promo. He is complaining about the fact that he is not on TV every week. Why is he not an action figure? That he deserves better. He keeps ranting, and Stokely Halfway comes out. And gives him his business card, which he accepts. How much did Stokely say he paid Layla Gray? Did he say? Yeah, he he gave like a dollar amount. He's like, I, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I can't remember what it was. It was pretty. That low. must have been what he. Yeah, it was like seventeen hundred or something. Yeah, well, that was like an. That must have been seventeen hundred. <laughs> Maybe that's what he offered. Uh, you know, he he said, "I'll give you twenty three hundred right now on the back." <laughs> that's what he said to Ethan. Rinky is Stoke, Stokely Hathaway. Is he the Rinky Dink records of fucking uh, stable managers and? <laughs> I don't know. He, it seems like he's getting kind of over though. I mean, I know there was like a chant for him on Rampage. I didn't hear that for Stokely. Yeah, yeah. Stokely. I mean, people, Stokely. I mean, everybody likes him. Like everybody. Yeah, he's he's, yeah, he's, he's a great. he's a Reddit hero too. Everybody likes him on Reddit and shit. So okay, did not know that. We then had Tony Giovanni with Anna J and 2.0. Matt says that Chris uh, reclaiming the title makes his nipples hard. Angel says the JAS is better with Anna. <laughs> and she chokes out a random dude who I'm sure Spork really wishes was him. <laughs> okay. We then had the Gun Club versus the Acclaimed in the dumpster match. Uh, I love this Oops. match. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, you know, we have a little bit of a lead up into the rap first. Um, they fight on there. Bowens yells, eat shit, as he throws a trash can at Colton. Um, <laughs> surprised that it wasn't censored on live television, but... This was awesome whenever they, like, they did that little opening part, and mm-hmm. then, you know, and then they fucking did the rap as he was walking down the ramp, like, after they had oh, yeah. started. That was such a fucking, like, star... Like they look like stars right here. It was awesome. And speaking Lots of, of uh, which, 
Yeah, hit the hit the music. Yo. Listen. Listen. Yo. Yo. Acclaim gonna leave the gun club in a bad way. We got the match in the bag cause it's trash day. No filter. I ain't Instagram. And we ain't making the ass boys retire like Vince McMahon. We beat you down and you know the rest. I'm more positive than Joe Biden's COVID test. Yo, oh. you're your daddy's boys. But for now, you're all, ju- y'all just ass boys. <laughs> oh, honestly, a great fucking rap. Yeah, huge reaction for the Vince McMahon line. Oh, yeah, huge reaction. The, the, yeah. the Biden COVID test got a... It was weird. There were a couple weeks late on that, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, in fact, I missed the news. I didn't even know that he had had it. It was kind of like the biggest like non-event for like a president getting like a potentially like deadly disease because it's like it's like oh, yeah, i'm boosted and it's like yeah like you know i, I, know, I don't need to be you know. everybody's had it have you had it i have not had it actually oh fuck I, there was I, a couple weeks ago i had eh, maybe about a month now i had like all the symptoms but i tested negative so yeah my my wife had it a few weeks ago and i never got i mean my tests were always negative it's just crazy because we didn't distance or quarantine her it was just like by the time we found out she had it she had already been like symptomatic for a couple days before we got a test because they were sold out everywhere because it was starting to surge again and she got it took it was positive was like well i'm gonna fucking get it didn't get it i mean you've already had it and like you know and you're vaccinated on top of that you have antibodies out the wazoo well see but she was back she was just as vaccinated as i was when i got it and, yeah, and but we were in the house true. together and she didn't get it yeah fun. that's weird uh but yeah i thought this i thought this was really fun there was once lion jr said that the ass boys are second generation dna athletically which like i understood what he was saying but it was such a weird way to say it yeah i had a great time watching this match there was a lot of like throwbacks to the uh wrestlemania dumpster match between terry funk and cactus jack versus uh the new age outlaws yeah it sort of felt like that well i mean there was like literal like spots and stuff that's what they they were all dressed like that i think anthony bowens was dressed like uh billy gunn and um and uh max caster was dressed like road dog and that's why yeah they were dressed like uh chainsaw charlie and uh cactus jack so like they they were all it was a full-blown tribute to that match um and then, it, of course, even the spot at the end when they got dumped over the side in the dumpster looked very nearby. So dangerous. That. Yeah. That was so fucking dangerous. Like, I don't think it was supposed to flip. And when they did, you can see, like, one of their you legs. You can see their shoes, like, yeah. Yeah, you can see their shoes. Like, they were just falling. And if they're... Okay, dude, like, I was... I, I thought... I was wondering if there was an escape tactic nope. there. No. no uh-uh. They were in... Their asses were in there. And, like... God. like. It's, I thought I saw a leg, and I was like, "Nah, bro." Yeah, yeah dude, I, I thought the same I thing too. It, but uh, I had heard, yeah, it's one hundred percent. I watched it over and over on 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 uh, Twitter, and I was like, you know, you can make it go slow or whatever uh, by dragging the um, you make know, the it thing slow. And it was like insane. Like his like if his leg was out there, it would have broke his ankle. Like if it like peaked out a little bit, it would have broke his foot or something like that. I thought then, well, like, maybe like don't you have to like strap yourself in don't you have to have some apparatus in there or something well they clearly didn't and it was that's just insane and 
thank heavens that neither, none of them got hurt and they, they confirmed that nobody was hurt but good lord I, I just imagine like every time i've ever bumped in my life and you can control what you're doing and you yeah. can go you, like you know what you're about to do you're about to get dumped over and flipped you cannot control that you could have easily he could have they could have easily came down right on top of their heads and just straight around died. the time we blew joey's window out with a works bomb <laughs> i took a bump <laughs> we were like uh, we were bored one night and we were like, hey, let's go to the store and buy a fucking trash can and we'll get in it and roll. There's a big hill from my house. It's like, we'll get in it and fucking take turns rolling down the fucking hill inside the trash can. <laughs> so we went to the store to buy a trash can. Long story short, we couldn't find one that was really big enough. But I, I fucking squeezed my body down in one and my buddy like took it and fucking just threw it over on the ground as hard as he could. And bro, that shit hurts so bad. I can't imagine fucking taking up dumpster bump good lord and then there's all that metal fucking landing on top of you and oh my oh, yeah. god dude there was that, someone that, there was someone I, I i hope he was a parody account but like he was complaining that like oh this didn't look dangerous enough for him you gotta be <laughs> kidding me dude that <laughs> like, has to be bullshit like it looked more dangerous than the fucking than the cactus jack and and uh terry funk one it looked way it looked way more dangerous because it flipped i don't did it flip Back then, yeah, it this lived. one flipped. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh no, this one. You know what? I, I, oh, you know. Oh, you know what? I think it actually stayed closed because they zip tied the lid shut, which might have been, which might have saved them if like because the the fucking top came open whenever it fucking hit the ground, like it popped. Yeah, and yeah. then they that's where they were free falling. You saw their legs and stuff like that. I think in the original, the um the lids stayed closed from the zip ties and they, and like you know they they, they did zip tie inside. these ones too. Yeah, they zip tied them and they busted whenever it hit yeah. its side, and then it flipped, which is crazy. But man, yeah. it's crazy how all these injuries are happening from just normal ass matches, and then they do this fucking insane <laughs> bump, and like they're fine. That's crazy. They did but, have a little bit of a rough time getting the dumpster over because they kept almost yeah. going into the pyrotechnics because of the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> this match was awesome. I hope they do more stuff together. I gotta see more. This feud fucking rules, and I don't want it to be over. Yeah, I mean they could they could feud. To like the end of time, I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm this, okay with that. Yeah, this shit's awesome. I love this match. So much fun to watch, and like, it was a gimmick match, but it wasn't stupid and corny. It was just they fucking just had a great time. Felt like a party. It was a lot yeah. of fun to watch. We then got a uh, a package for a very surprising thing. There's a promo for Mance Warner winning the battle royal at Ric Flair's last match. They show the footage. Yeah. And this is now getting What's him surprising. a title shot with Mox, <laughs> which I was is really surprised. That was cr- yeah, yeah. <laughs> was like, that's crazy. <laughs> and like, like you know what? And David, you, you know watched this. We didn't. Did they advertise anything of that nature in the match? I didn't. If if they mentioned that at the top, I totally missed it. And I was I was wondering like, did they say that? I don't remember them saying that, but maybe they did. That's crazy, and I, I can't believe that wasn't on the main show. Yeah, but like it's it was so if it's, weird, if it's for like, an AEW championship match, yeah, I was yeah, like, I don't what? remember. <laughs> they maybe maybe they retconned that. I don't know. Maybe, because you know, Mance in his package was saying AEW the Mancer has arrived. Does that mean like he's here, or is it just like a a one off thing? I don't know. He got a. It seems a like big package yeah, for a guy yeah, who's just doing a one off. Yeah, they, they they obviously want to use him. Uh, he was all and he fucking. I I know we're not on rampage yet, but he was awesome. That was battle of the belts, actually. Yeah, or yeah, battle of the belts. Sorry, no, it was rampage. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's fantastic. But they also did look past him. They're like Jericho's having his title match against Boxley. They didn't say him or Mance Warner. So, oh yeah, yeah, that was (laughs) kind of. 
In but fact, they did I join think, the match, I, but it was fact, like, yeah, come on. In fact, it wasn't even a title match. They changed it to an it eliminator yeah, match. Yeah. So, they changed it at the last minute. Yeah, so which is I think was the right call, but that was fucking. It was I'm I was so glad to see him in uh, in AEW. Like that guy needs to be on TV for sure. We got a Bubba Ray appearance on AEW TV. And finally, and I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention this last week when FTR had a package and they were recapping ROH. It finally showed the fucking likeness of the Briscoe brothers in action on AEW TV, and I think that was the first time, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not yeah, sure. I right. I, d- I didn't think anything. I don't remember of them it. recapping anything from um, Supercard on AEW TV. I, think, I don't remember if they did. In or terms not. of footage, yeah. In terms of footage, I don't remember that. So I don't either. Mm. It struck me at the time as like, oh my god, like there's actual Briscoe Brothers moving around on <laughs> fucking TV right now. It's such a minor thing, but like, and it just shows how much of like a super fan you are of them. <laughs> that would be like well, that one little bit would kind of that, argue that, out. and and the fact that like we've had you know news that there's this right, yeah, edict yeah, yeah. or whatever that they can't be on the show, and yeah. isn't that them kind of being on the show? I mean, maybe they're fucking like, maybe they're easing it in. yeah, easing it in, yeah, like yeah, like spitting on it <sighs> and easing, easing it in, so to speak. <laughs> so we get uh, for the main event of Dynamite, Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta. Um, I thought this was a pretty solid match. Um, you know, this is... I, I think Yuta does better when he's just, like, in a match, not, you know, cutting promos and that are, you know, mildly dorky. And uh, mm. the build for this was certainly very dweebish on both ends, but uh, I thought this was pretty good. Uh, Yuta got super over. I mean, he hit, like, five suplexes in a row. I mean, it's it's funny that that was, like... They really got Brock over more recently with him just doing suplexes in matches. And it's like this is just like a random spot in this match. That's there you go. So Wardlow just do power bombs in the match. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm not saying bombs. that. They don't do that. Um, I bet that would get like honestly. Oh, yeah, it probably would. Yeah, I probably would get over. That sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> I don't I mean, know about he, that. But people do get excited. Time. People do get excited about that fucking power bomb. Yeah. I mean, when he I mean, was doing like the full symphony, because he hasn't really done that in a while. Are you saying you don't want to see him do it to Satnam Singh? No, I, uh, I mean, no. you got to powerbomb Satnam Singh at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after the I match, though, power- we did get uh, the confrontation between Chris and Mox, and Chris said that he's going to get the Lionheart, and he's going to stretch the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's just that's old school. You know, that's yeah, old, yeah, that's, yeah, we, yeah. We know that you yeah. refuse to acknowledge the... Uh... I won't. I won't. I won't acknowledge <laughs> that. That's fucking, that. like, so immature. <laughs> It's like that's what. <laughs> wait, 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 hold what, on. Stu Hart. Stu Is that Hart line was, coming from you? Stu Hart was known for stretching, stretching his people students. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stretching his not I, stretching out, but good stretching. job today. Okay, I want to see you in the bedroom. That's not how he talks. He has a Canadian accent. <laughs> I I know what it means in this context, but like, come on, you have to acknowledge that. Like, I'm not. Gonna that's no longer that. the meaning I know that it, anyone in the public. Knows when they we're watching wrestling. This is where Smarks, it fucking matters. Smarks, I think Smarks. I think no. Yeah, everybody knows what it means. And like, um, I, I you know, he and he also like he's like I guess he it's wants still to. Is funny. I'm with you, Doc. It's still funny. He wants to do that match about his like you know his uh you know his early years and uh he did the elevated you know um crab the lion tamer. Yeah. That was to, that one, yeah. Funny. Yeah, he fucking destroyed uh, Wheeler Yuta. That was awesome to see, honestly. I don't know if we're going to see that Chris Jericho, really. He might wear the clothes, but, you know. 
Do we get a what was his theme when he was uh liner? And it wasn't it wasn't young and wild, right? That was his uh WCW music. Honestly, oh the the bootleg young and wild. Yeah. Um no, I, I no, he was uh yeah. I mean, I don't know what it was like back then. I guess the first time the the earliest matches I've ever seen him in, like I've never seen those thrill seekers matches or his uh Smoky Mountain matches. And I've never even seen his like New Japan matches, which he didn't have a whole lot of time there at all. And I've never seen his war matches, but I have seen his ECW matches, and I don't even fucking remember what it was there. So, well, as long as it's not Judas for this match, I think that would be nice. Did you yeah, see that they played nice that break. at Sammy and Ty's wedding? Did they really? Oh, yeah, I saw like the people like posting clips of it on Twitter, and I was like, what fucking marks? Yeah, I hard skipped any fucking posts that said anything about Sammy and Ty's wedding. I just don't <laughs> give a fuck. Well, on that note, let's go to Rampage. <laughs> From uh, August 5th, we open up with John Moxley versus Mance Warner. Uh, not a title match. This was live, um, which is, I guess, why they were able to make that, those changes. Um, so this was actually in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, which is a weird place. I've never been to this arena. Uh, but to give you a context of how weird it is, one of my uh, best friends was telling me about this girl that he was uh, dating at the time. But he was like very clearly like not like super interested in her but he's like but yeah like if i like dump her though like you know everyone else here is like a wacko so oh he was living there yeah yeah he he lives there right now actually uh, i you know had i everybody known in grand rapids michigan is a wacko not everybody but there's a lot of like the weird like you know religious fundamentalists and stuff like that there uh a lot of dutch I always wondered about grand rapids are there rapids there um kind of yeah can you go whitewater rafting? What I'm trying to say I is, can we so. do Morkborg LARPing and get in our <laughs> fucking canoe with our fucking antlers on and go down some rapids? I think, you know, there's, there's some spots. I'd go like to do Death this. Lords. And there we go. You know, it's a future uh, future episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very Mork intrigued Borg, by this Morkborg stuff. Whitewater rafting. Morkborg. <laughs> um, Why is it called Morkborg, though, of all things? It's... It's... Scandinavian, I don't know. It means something in you know, a fucking Scandinavian language. Anyways, yeah, this is a pretty violent match. Uh, JR said that Mance uh, had a great showing at the quote-unquote the flare thing. The, the flare thing? The dude literally cut a promo for the it. He's thing. just like, you're out the flare thing. Awesome. Yeah. And then had another... <laughs> then had it may another, as well have been called the flare thing. Yeah. Then had another <laughs> great line with uh, Mox on the outside, and he said that he is stumbling around like a drunk man, but he's sober as a judge, which I don't know if you can really say in 2022 if sober as a judge really means anything. <laughs> right? <laughs> Straight up. Drunk bastards. What did you guys think of Mance Warner on TV, though? What did y'all think of the match? I thought it was good. I thought Mance looked pretty good. Um, I mean, I think I've... I mean, obviously we've seen him in GCW quite a bit, but it's like always in like kind of more junkier matches, and this wasn't that i mean it mm-hmm. had like the violence to it but it wasn't you know because of uh weapons it was a good out. brawl yeah. yeah yeah it was good yeah he had to sell a little bit yeah i thought it was awesome which, you know i was wondering i was you know worried more worried about him being in a spot where he had to sell but he pulled it off there's was like wow mans can sell there was one funny part where uh yeah I've, I've seen him like in mlw and he wrestles like a more normal style and it was he's awesome there too but i i, I thought it was there was a really funny part where 
he dropped his blade. <laughs> Did y'all oh, see that? And they're like, and they're like, oh, his tooth got knocked out. <laughs> oh man! Oh, his fucking tooth. <laughs> Razor blade smile. Yeah, he fucking had to. He had to like fucking pick it up. And they're like, oh, he picked his tooth up off the ground. You know, you gotta save that so you can get it back in there or whatever. And like, <laughs> I, um, I love, I love the the uh, finish though. Like, Mox just basically just destroys the guy kicks his head in hits a pile driver and then like just chokes him out and like man just looks dead like he saw yeah, he had really a great well. he had some great facials yeah yeah for sure yeah he didn't do much of those like big wide-eyed fucking uh uh like faces he always does but those are like the best ba- that's like the best baby face shit i love that <laughs> stuff like the fucking fire up and he always does the big old eyes you know he used yeah. to do he, was, he used to be really good at that and you know hot take or whatever but fucking um uh, and so Amore was really great at that stuff. <laughs> yeah, he, he was. He was. Does, he, he was I, I, I could see where they both kind of have bug eyes. He kind of just like naturally has kind of buggy eyes. Though. Yeah, that too. But he would do that thing where he'd like look off to the crowd and like have the bug eyes. And he was really good at that baby face like look around thing, and everybody goes crazy for it and stuff. And Mance Warner has that too. A lot of guys don't have that anymore. He does have some good facials. But yeah, give him that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we then have the Ricky Starks promo that David kind of mentioned. Uh, it's with the factory who are, they're offering him protection, uh, kind of ro- rocking this whole uh, mob, you know, thing kind of. Uh, Aaron Solo says that as his former partner, he gets why Hobbs did what he did to Ricky. Uh, and Ricky says that he doesn't need their help, and QT can kiss his ass. Ricky Starks, who is on the precipice of the, the greatest babyface run, you know, in the last five years. Has to go through the bottom tier heels. Well, he's gonna need some heels to beat. So it's yeah, just gonna be. A, it's bottom, gonna, I don't. I don't bottom? think he's gonna you know run through all. He's just gonna go through you know a few of them, and he'll probably go through Aaron Solo. And him and Aaron Solo have like a, a connection. Yeah. So and they mentioned that. Yeah, and then they put that over. Yeah, and then he'll probably beat QT as well, and that's probably it. Or maybe he'll be, you know, he could be, he'll probably, it's not, these aren't bad heels to go through if they have to go through. You can call them bottom of the barrel, but. Okay, I, I like these guys, like, individually, like, yeah. take, taking, forgetting their spot on the card. I yeah. like these guys. I think they're all solid wrestlers. They, they all stuff, had a feud with New Japan. They were the first ones to go through that, you know. That's true. Yeah, they did the strong yeah. stuff, but. And then, like, but, like, dude, if you have a connection with Aaron Solo, QT is the leader, and then you have the big guy that he has to get through. What more do you need for a baby face to to, to get through, to fight through? Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. Those are a few episodes of Dynamite and Rampage, and you know you're done. And you know it it doesn't have to be that crazy. That's I, honestly awesome. I like this. Okay. Yeah, I think I agree. Nick Camarado's look here. With oh, the yeah. <laughs> up with the yeah. lollipop. Look like a pin. Well, at first I was like, I was like. Is that Nick? Like I wasn't sure. I was like, because he's just like, like Ricky even calls him. I was like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> What's he wearing? <laughs> yeah, he had like the the sun hat and everything. It was so weird. <laughs> Is that what like, those he are took called? Fucking, he fucking had Joey Ryan's lollipop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my god. Uh, oh my god. Next up, we had Kanosuke Takeshita versus Ryan Nemeth, which is a random match, but uh. Takeshi was super over. He was a house of fire, just destroyed this guy, basically. Um, I thought it was a really solid, you know, just quick, you know, give him a win on the way up to uh, his match of Claudio, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird because I believe this was, because this was live, but Battle of the Belts was filmed before it, so I think technically the crowd had already seen that match <laughs> before so they saw this twice one. on the same night. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Battle of the Belts was filmed first. Yeah. So he had to come back out there to, so to the crowd, it looked like. Was it he really? Had some unfinished business. Yeah, it was. Oh, because okay. there was like there was like spoilers because there was one thing um we'll get to it that I had seen and people were like super angry about it. Um which turns out that it was a lot of anger over nothing. Oh wow. Um but yeah, this was fine. Um nice, you know, wind again on the way there for the TV audience, but not for the uh, live audience. Yeah. The live audience, it looks like he's like, I got to win tonight. Fuck this. Like, <laughs> yeah. throw the scrub out there. So well, I can it would explain why he was, like, so over for this, right? That they're like, oh, yeah, we just saw him yeah. put on this incredible match. <laughs> like, he's back. Sweet. Yeah, they wanted yeah. Double dipping. He's back, yeah. That's really weird. That does make sense, because he did seem a little bit, he got more of a pop here than he did yeah. for his entrance. Yeah, that's that's got to be why. Yeah. Uh, we then had... Uh, Lexi, one of their other backstage people with the best friends, um, who uh, admit that they have not been having the uh, a great run as of late, but they're going to go for the trio's belt, and then Danhausen makes a cameo. What and are Madison, they doing with Danhausen? Like, what's the point? I think point? he's just he's just like in everyone's. I order. just show up on TV. Everyone wants to see me. Yeah, yeah but like, I thought they were going to do something with him and Hook. What the fuck? No? I think that's run its course. You think so? For you. I think it was just getting going. <laughs> yeah, for uh, well, for me, it, for me, it was up. Yeah, <laughs> for me, it never fucking reached the track. But but I think, the, I mean, with a few allusions to it aside, I think they're pretty much done with that. Thank heavens. Okay. Yeah. We then had Madison Rain versus Layla Gray with Stokely halfway. This is where you got the there was a we want Stokely chant, which was like he's right there, but apparently want to see more of him. Uh, I thought this was fine. Um. Layla Gray's coming like, coming around, man. She's starting to look better and better every time they put her on, so it's good. I mean, compared to she's, the, uh, she's starting hate... to improve as a, she's starting to improve as a wrestler. Too. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, that's what I mean too. Like, I think like, <laughs> I, I mean like, I mean like her whole presentation <laughs> and like her charisma and everything and her her, her wrestling. But I one thing I hate and I, I fucking hate seeing this so much. But when when some of these wrestlers they do like strikes. They do this thing where they hit and then they pull back on their arm. They don't follow through. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's the worst. To me, that's mm-hmm. something so simple. I don't know. It's me harping you know, on Matt, simple shit Matt again. Hardy had some fucking good looking worked punches in his match. Yeah, he didn't do that. He followed through. Yeah, he really stood out. It's and it's it's that simple. Like her strikes weren't bad. It's that she fucking pulled back on them, and then like they do that thing where they step back to watch what they have done <laughs> or something. I hate that <laughs> yeah. so much. What have like, I done? Yeah, just fucking did fo- violence. <laughs> yeah, just fucking follow through with your fucking hits. Like you can you can yeah. do that. It's weird. Like I, I'm sure somebody's taught her that at some point. Like if she could develop, you know. Yeah. I mean, she could develop into a primetime player. Yeah. I mean, well, this is Brit, this is a match to that match like, quality compared to a last week's main event. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. true. That's true. And you know what? Like she came out with the, the, the mu- new music, and then she had Stokely Hathaway. Like Stokely Hathaway's really good at like just bringing a lot to the table, like with his presence, and he's like dancing to her music and stuff. It yeah. was so good. <laughs> that was good. She's better right now than where Britt Baker was when she debuted. So I mean, that's if, true. Imagine if she had the same trajectory of improvement, like she'll be. Yeah, that's true. Not to say that. Listen, Britt Baker able to to improve that much is not normal. True, right? that's an anomaly. Yeah. So I mean, it's hard to apply that. She turned else. she turned things around within like two weeks. Yeah. And well, it, well she also she, well, she also had that breakout think, match with Hikaru. When she had that match with Hikaru Shida, like. It was full on. I like, saw her hat. Yeah, the but I mean, she, she was gas. someone to watch after that. But I, I still, still think she had 
her fair share of disappointing matches, uh, disappointing performances after mm-hmm. that. But I, those days are behind her. So I think her her trajectory was probably more like two years. But to get to where she's she is now, most most wrestlers don't improve that much in that little of a time yeah. when they're already and the, the you know when they've already made it to national TV. So it's kind of an anomaly. But imagine if since we're hypothetical as fuck on this show, imagine if. Layla Gray had that trajectory. She would be fucking on top. Yeah. It was really good. Um, After the match, uh, obviously Madison Rain wins, and this sets up a title match with Jade next week. Uh, Jade says that she's uh, she's really being on charity, so she's giving her that match. Uh, Can we go back to that match really quick? (laughs) Yeah. What did you guys think of Madison Rain? It's the new coach. She's a veteran. What did you guys think of her? I thought she was pretty good. It seemed like there was maybe a little bit of rust, but I thought she was pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of there was a couple of things that looked a little wonky. There was a uh, yeah, ripcord I, I don't know stunner, much, which yeah. I thought was like, what? <laughs> that yeah, didn't so. that didn't totally land for me. But uh, I mean, they, they they didn't like finish it, but it was just kind of like a weird like transition. Yeah, overall, you know, I think she was pretty good though, man. Yeah, but there's no way she's beaten Jade. Jade could just send her abs out there for the match and they would well i think this is 100 percent. and we've talked about before where we wanted them to save like the athena jade match for like pay-per-view i think this is purely just like this gets you know a title match on tv and we save that one for later yeah yep yep and not a bad idea we then get a package for the lucha brothers versus la faccione ignorables next week it's going to be lucha rules so you know no pulling off the mask i guess so two out of three falls like wh- what does that mean lucha rules i don't know you tell me they're working maybe, the right yeah. limbs i don't i it's you know they've been they've been doing the mask thing so maybe it's a i think mask and they keep putting over that like you can't do that in mexico so i think that's 100 percent what they're doing we then had uh swerve and keith lee versus tony niece and josh woods in a friday night street fight um, I thought this was pretty fun. Uh, overall, there was a spot where uh, Tony Nese just threw protein powder in Keith Lee's face. Uh, Shivani asked, he was like throwing it in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> then throwing his mouth afterwards. And then Shivani asked JR, has he ever had any protein powder? To which JR replies that he had fried chicken the other day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fried chicken. I'm like, what, that he, was like, in my sooner schooner. Did he like reduce it to a powdery state? Like, what's the... <laughs> Well, I snorted I some fried. I snorted some fried chicken the other day. But if you go on the dark web, there's fried chicken flavored protein powder. Oh, I'm sure. You probably don't even need to go on the dark web, dude. It's probably just on like Etsy or something. What would happen if it you like? Fr- yeah. What if you like got the egg wash and everything, and like, you know, the flour, and then fucking like added the protein powder. Powder. Could you fry chicken in protein powder? I guarantee it's been fucking thought of by some dude bros before, so maybe maybe so. Yeah. Um, there was a like lot of like, weird like breaking of the fourth wall on commentary from JR where he keeps talking about Battle of the Belts. He's like, oh, I know, you know, have Taz out for that and whatnot. And like him like talking about like like where he clearly knew because like the stuff had already happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was just weird where he's like talking about it in the future. Like I guess they're trying to get over that he's like a clairvoyant, but we know we see through oh my what what if he would have been like this was live so what if he would have been like we already saw claudio retained tonight 
yeah, just, just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing here right I now? Mean, he, I mean, like, obviously, like, I mean, he's known match outcomes for years. He knows better than. than I always heard. Actually, he's I heard, losing it, man. I heard that, like, I heard that when he prepares, he doesn't want to know like match match finishes or anything. Like, he oh, wants to okay. have he wants to have like his natural reaction. That's what I've always heard. I don't know if that's the case now, but hmm. I remember like. I don't remember what it was. I was watching like a video or an interview with like uh, Jerry the King Lawler and he was talking about it. That JR okay. doesn't like to like know what's happening. Gotcha. The thing I'm going to remember from this match was um, Josh Woods. I I guess hitting, was it a German that he put Keith Lee through the tables oh, with? Yeah. <laughs> and pretty much just crushed him, Dropping Keith Lee on his own head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Through the tables. Oh my god, it looked fucking dangerous. So I I loved I loved Josh Woods in this match and I loved I liked uh I liked everybody, but like okay, so Keith I had a problem with Keith Lee, right? So Keith Lee was he had the most inconsistent selling I've ever fucking seen. Well, maybe not ever, but it was pretty bad. But he gets like he gets the protein powder thrown in his eyes and he's out pretty much for the whole match and acts like he's fucking <laughs> yeah. dying. And there's like shots of him like chilling on the apron, just watching things happening to his partner. And then he's so he's out for that long from the protein powder. Gets in, does a couple things. Like all of a sudden he's magically okay. And then he takes that German suplex at, 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 off the apron, uh, which looked insane. Obviously, like what, we were, what you were just saying. But then like gets right back up for the finish. Like after the finish to, to fucking hold up the belt. What happened to the fucking um, tag team partner going over to their fucking partner that got? hurt and like helping him up and then they go for the fucking like well he just was knew the, swerve wasn't gonna do that like swerve that was not, just not into that life he might have if he if he would have just laid there <laughs> then he would have gotten the hint maybe and he could have gotten out there and helped him up or something like that but this was fucking terrible selling like it was like so contrived and ugh, i don't know yeah, man it like, had it was, that, when you, i didn't think anything of it i think it's kind of just like you know TV time, like just just go. Uh, it was get, to get me. It was holding the belts, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. To me, like, but even then, like throughout the match, like it was so glaring to me. And he's this big motherfucker, and everybody else is shaking off their big moves, and he's just laying out there. And they had him on camera, just sitting there watching things happening, acting like he's hurt. It was so bad. Protein powder of the eyes. It's kryptonite, dude. Oh my gosh, if there, dude! If there was only a phrase with which you could express the way you felt about his selling in this match. A phrase? <laughs> yeah. There's only Come like, on. You know it. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Like it. yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. It you know honestly, maybe that's what happened. Maybe he was in the back and they fucking pitched a bunch of spots to him. And he's like, "Eh, I didn't like it." They're like, "Okay, I guess you don't get any spots." So he just sat there on the apron looking sad. <laughs> just throw some protein powder in my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just throw some protein powder in my face and I'll just chill out. Eh, I don't like it. God. But I mean, everyone else I thought it was a great showcase for. I mean, Nice and Swerve in particular looked really good. Um but yeah, it was fun. Uh, champs win. Uh, I don't. I can't remember if this was a title match or not. I don't think it was. I think it was one of those cases where they kind of advertised it as one, and then it wasn't. But nobody thought they were going to win, and therefore you may as well not even mention it. Yeah, that, that's a failure though on their part. That we don't know if it is or not is just a failure in their on their booking as like an ongoing entity, where yeah. you know champions have matches and you. No, 
Yeah, so sometimes much. they put them over as eliminator matches. Other times they are like it's a title match. Yeah. Other times it's just like yeah, this is a match. That happens. <laughs> what happens when your booking starts to feel obvious? Well, you know that's not always a bad thing, but yeah, I feel you on that too. Well, where there was less ambiguity was Battle of the Belts three, where every match was a title match. We open up with Jay Lethal versus Wardlow for the TNT title. Uh, I thought this was pretty good. I thought that, like I really liked how. Um, how much like Jay Lethal made him like fight to get the power bomb? Oh, dude, it was um, so good. Jay Lethal's was, yeah. incredible. God, it was good. Uh, uh, at least on Jay Lethal. At least on Jay Lethal's side, having him as an opponent, I knew this wasn't going to be bad unless they booked it as you know a pseudo squash, which they didn't. Yeah, no. yeah, it was it was real good. Uh, of course, Lethal has his goons to ensure mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. And, you know, the post-match, they have the beat down. We get the tease for the powerbomb on Satnam Singh, but it doesn't happen. He, it's reversed to a back body drop, and Wardlow's put in the figure four. And then the spoil that I had seen was Jay Lethal wearing the title, and people were going nuts, like, how could you have Jay Lethal beat Wardlow? Uh. People were mad before they even saw it. Yeah. It was That's just, fucking like, it's, funny. It's just, it's just the heel stealing the belt. Like, it's not... Yeah, like, I- He's, yeah, honestly, he it looked he looked great with the TNT Championship. That needs I, to be I think a thing. In a lot of cases, the people, the heels that have stolen the TNT Championship, look better than the actual TNT Champion with that belt. True. Something about the booking of these Wardlow matches, and I go back to um, maybe the Scorpio match, is considering how he squashes everyone. These title matches, the guys he's coming up against. There's just something about their approach to the match where they don't quite seem worried enough and don't really quite have like a specialized strategy for them, other than heels cheating, which they're going to do no matter what. It just seems like you could squeeze a little bit more intrigue out of that about how these guys are approaching this match with this unbeatable I, I get, monster. I get that. I think you know for some people it works better. I think lethal. Like I kind, I'm kind of fine with him just being like. Because, like, I mean, his whole hero run, he's been just, like, exceedingly overconfident, right? I mean, that's kind of just been yeah. his character. Because he has the goons, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, built into his character right yeah. now. And, like, Joe, right, where he's like, oh, you know, I, like, broke his arm, so, like... But when you get into the match, at least, he doesn't really really have a, any strategy or really do anything different than he would have, you know, if Warlow didn't have that booking, I think. Maybe. Like I said, I, I, I just think that. there's a little bit more that you could squish on this. I, I, maybe. I mean, when they did the Orange Cassidy thing, the, um, the best friends were like, we're going to cheat. We're going to cheat hard. And then they fucking <laughs> yeah. brought out a fucking chainsaw. So, like, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, well, I just because, like, one who terrible he? example. I mean, I thought that was funny, but one goofy example. I mean, but, the, but we're, like we're saying, like, everybody has kind of done that. And except for... To, I'll have to check the... Because he, I think he's only had like two title matches, right? Yeah, but I mean, three title the, matches technically. Even yeah, yeah. even the uh, two the, defenses the match where he won, yeah, yeah. That one I can agree with and on even that. Before that, I think that's even fair. before that, just I don't know. And Orange actually, you know, put up a pretty decent fight considering that he squashed CM Punk and MJF. And you know, speaking of which, we haven't mentioned MJF's name on the show in a minute. And yeah. do you guys want a tangent on that? What do you What do you think is going on? I just think is they're he just taking time off. Yeah, pulling it off. I mean, there was like the some spot? report I had seen that he might be like working on some yeah. other project. But they're keeping I think they're keeping they him off. Keep him off. 
Yeah, they're just keeping him off TV. It, it totally makes sense to me. I'm not really worried about it. And I know he yeah. was, I know like most recently he was like shooting, you know, impractical jokers with, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that was you know and stuff like that, like next season stuff. And like, um, he's just, he's taking his time off. There, it's obviously still a storyline to me. Like, this is just how they got him off TV for a bit, like they do everybody. He just had a reason and he'll be back. I mean, I'm not really. No, I, I don't think there's any question that he'll be back, but I was just like kind of uh, in a weird just kind way, of fishing for speculation. Is he going to be back before the pay-per-view? That's the big question. Cause this is the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Like surely they won't keep him off of it. Right. I don't know. I mean, I will say this, like I, and it's not that I like dislike, I mean, I say I really like MJF and whatnot, but like, I haven't really felt like I've missed him much. I think they've done a good job of, like making the TV without him. Like, I mean, there's been, there's a few segments that yeah, I could have lived without, but like I get like why they and were they haven't there. mentioned him at all since yeah. since that promo, yeah, which they shouldn't. So, but I mean, I guess we just thought there's no way you keep him off TV next week, and I guess we all thought that this was going to be like a summer storyline, but it's not. I mean, I I, I, th- I thought it was possible they would do this. Um, I'm a little surprised they did, but I mean, I think it's it's worked. I think it's given other people the opportunity to you know. Kind of well, the big up. thing is is on the other side of this when he comes back is how they handle it, and how they yeah. address it. I think that's going to you know inform everything. The 100%, original yeah. promo, the build to it, and the absence. Next up, we had the women's title match: Jamie Hader versus Thunder Rosa. I thought this was also pretty good. Um, they kind of told the story where um, I can't remember what the first move was that um, kind of rocked Jamie's head, but basically, like. Rosa keeps just working the head. She lands like these really, br- this really brutal drop kick through the bottom rope on her, um, and then uh, she eventually wins with the Casadora, where like Hater hits her head first, so it kind of like dazes her enough for the, uh, you know, the pin to be pulled off. Uh, lots of interference from Britt, and uh, not so much from Tony. Tony was there, but like she mostly just fought Britt off. I was really looking forward to this, and it wasn't quite what I wanted, and. You know, Britt's still getting a big part of the spotlight, and it's kind of built like, you know, this isn't really Jamie's time or whatever. Not necessarily like that's the story, mm-hmm. but it's just like kind of her spot right now. I don't know. She started this getting just... over with the, the crowd more than I've seen her really get over, though. Like, because usually, like, when, like, in the tag matches, it's like, you know, Britt, like, DMD, like, yeah, that's yeah. always the champ. But, like, here, like, they, the crowd seemed to be for Jamie, and, like, there was, like, someone had a sign that like jamie hater sold these seats um <laughs> yeah i think mm. yeah i definitely can see that she's getting over but i just mean the way if you take the crowd out of it was the, the way this played out just you know i just i know they're capable of better and it just doesn't seem like um that's what they were thinking from a booking standpoint it wasn't go out there and tear the fucking house down it ah. was more about like oh let's keep this shit going on the outside let's make sure Britt gets front and center enough times I don't know. I, I I thought the match was really good. Like, it, to me, it was. In fact, I'd say it was Thunder Rose's best title defense so to, to date. Um, hmm. I thought it was really, really, maybe. really and good. That maybe that might be true. I don't think her title defenses have been that good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, also, also apparently, Jamie Hader this... broke her broke her nose in this match. Oh. Uh, uh, well, I mean, she that's... did look up fucked up after the match. Yeah. That's I thought it was phenomenal. Isn't. I thought the match was great. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't quite get that. Like, I just, yeah. 
I, I kind uh, of, I, I kind of, I, I guess I'm kind of between you guys. I thought it was really good, but I kind of get um, where you're coming from, Davey, where you f- feel like kind of it was, it felt like this wasn't like the destination match and they didn't really intend for it to be. And yeah, I could see I don't that know if too, this is yeah. leading to like a four way at the pay per view. I could see that. Like, just get all four of these uh, women in like a fatal four way. Yeah. Um, maybe change the title there. I, I, I think um, it's getting pretty close to time to take the title off rosa i get why you wouldn't want to do it on tv yeah i I think you nailed it it wasn't quite the destination match that we wanted yeah and i think they were both really good i mean that's still obviously in the cards but she's still with yeah you know it was just missing some it was missing some fire it was missing like some importance put on it and i know that's some booking but i think it's also some in some way in the way the match played out yeah, I think um, that's fair. And didn't I didn't really have it, that drama. It felt like they were holding back a little bit. And I don't if, know if they were holding like back, then yeah. that match, the match where they don't hold back, is going to be incredible because this match, I thought it was great. And so I'm. Looking, I, I agree. I would agree that. with that. Yeah. I, I think this match was good. I'm not saying I think the match was good, but I do yeah. think they're holding back, and I do think it will be incredible. And I don't think they were holding back in the tag match that they had. Like, and I know that they're, you know, they're only they only have half the responsibility, more or less, in that tag match that they did here. But I didn't think anyone was was holding back. As far as sandbagging goes with Rosa, do you think we saw any of that this week? No. In the tag match, she did most of her selling during the commercial break. Right. As a babyface, she was would. doing some no. She was definitely doing some no selling on some big shit in that tag match. That surprised me. But then you know that's what they were doing in those fucking all Japan women's matches a lot of times too. And it's but it didn't bother me. But I did kind of pick up on it. She would no sell a big move right away, and then I mean, not, the ba- not you know, not the, go back to selling after she had a comeback. The babyface doing their selling in their in the break is completely normal and almost like yeah, that happens almost every time, anyways. That's, yeah, but considering um, Tony was in the hot tag position, I was just <clears throat> I was a little surprised by it. But with that said, that was only like you know me thinking about the match afterward because during it, I was doing nothing but having a great time. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that match was, that match was I, I fantastic. I have seen one thing about Rosa. I think it was actually from Amy Sakura, where she was talking about it after her Miyu Yamashita match, where she said that she feels Rosa, like, tries a little too hard to, like, wrestle her opponent's style. And, like, it, okay. as opposed to, like, really excelling at, like, the stuff that she's really good at. So, like, I think in, like, the Yamashita match where she was, like, she was trying to, like, do, like, the, the kicks and, like, the more, like, the hard-hitting mm. stuff that Miyu does, yeah. but she's just worse at it. And I don't know if I sure. necessarily saw that here, but like when I read that criticism, I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, and maybe why like some of the title defenses haven't totally landed. I agree with that match. It didn't seem like she was on her level in terms of the strikes that she, and, you know, and yeah, I totally, I kind of agree in, in that match in particular. With that said, I mean, I just thought the tag match was better than this. I thought, you know, it had I think that's pace fair. and the drama was higher than it was here. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, I would uh, agree. Yeah. I know they're capable of better than this, and I, I just hope we get it in a big spot because I think Jamie is. Uh, I think she's the best they have. Jamie she Hater, I agree. Division. Yeah, I agree, hundred well, percent. You like her better than Britt Baker? Do you? Uh, have, do you, do you definitely do. like her better than Britt Baker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think she's too. better than Britt. I agree. I, I like her better uh, in the ring. Uh, I think you know Britt's got a little bit more of like the the character yes. stuff down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they haven't given Jamie a whole lot of time, but there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, they're saving her for sure, I'd say. Giving her little by little. 
And it takes us to the main event and something that definitely delivered. We, we, you know, we've on the show we've said that you know Kanosuke and Claudio, you know, they're decent wrestlers, right? Decent. They're pretty good, <laughs> to I say guess. the least. I mean, <laughs> this match was fucking killer. Yeah, I think this was, uh, yeah, this was match of the week for sure. Easily, yeah, like it's was, not even close. I, this was awesome, and like the, I was so shocked, like the way they started, like they started going like a hundred miles an hour, like yeah. immediately, and then it slows down a bit. But then, you know, picks up again near the end. But, like, this was awesome. There was a ton of, like, cool spots. The uh, Some of the reversals, like the jumping knee being reversed into the Death Valley driver was awesome. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was brutal looking. Perfect false finishes. This fucking fit in, like, this felt like an ROH match from the Golden Age. Like, the mm-hmm. fucking way they did the false finishes perfectly. The pace of the fucking end. Like, the pace of the beginning. Just the actual wrestling. It was so fucking good. It had, like... It reminded. It gave me like shades of like Danielson versus Kenta from those days. It was so. Imagine this good. in like a packed like ROH building back. Oh in the my day. god! Which is like it would have been fucking red, red hot. Board. Yeah. God, this was just unreal. I heard that um, that after the like off TV too that uh, Takeshita got up and got a standing ovation. I mean, they were they they like they got numerous the crowd was on their feet like, for like the uh, yeah. like the last like five or ten minutes of this. God, what a match! And I'm definitely gonna go back and rewatch this again. But holy shit! And I, he's a guy. Takeshita's a guy that you know he comes out. He doesn't get the monster pop, yeah. but he every he arena did on he rampage goes to. After like, this. <laughs> yeah, after at, yeah, after this, he get that's what I'm saying. So in every arena he goes to, he wins the crowd at every arena he goes to. Yeah, yeah, you know. I also, you know, we say it was match of the week, but I'm also Just in hearing, the ring. I'm also yeah. hearing that, um, like, we're not caught up on the G1 right now. But I also heard, that okay, no, 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 okay, match of the week in AEW. <laughs> yeah, let me because let me I, I heard that Osprey versus Shingo was amazing. Yes, yeah. So I and, saw I, that guy that does those illustrations did a did an illustration for that match. So I was okay. like, if he's doing, if he's yeah. drawing it, it must be fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to watch that. So okay, well, so, anyway, yeah, back to this. Um, I mean, this also goes on the best of 2022. Yeah, for I sure. I think we had two matches that probably go on that set. So far, the bootleg set that I'm. Gonna, that I'm gonna and, 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 and already, already this uh, this title reign is already better than Mox's. Yes. Hey, I mean, yeah. Mox has had a pretty good reign. <laughs> it's okay. He's had a great. He's had a good year overall, but I, yeah. they're not. You know, his. I, I chalk that more up to booking than than what he's than what he's doing. His actual like performances and stuff. That's yeah, fair. I mean, Claudio is fucking just next level he's next level he's also getting booked with guys that are you know at least near his level where mox is eh, ish like i mean i like mance but he's not right he's not on the level oh yeah for sure definitely not no definitely not i mean you know what and like dude claudio man like he's so long overdue for a push like this or for a spot like yes. this as world champion, that yeah. people are fucking just so ready for it, and they're just, he's just getting just insane reactions. And like this is this is the best debut they've had. Um, like a guy coming from WWE and they get yeah, like I mean, a, a lot of hype, and like you know how like it kind of dies off. I'm not saying Claudio is not doing top notch work and uh-huh. week in and week out, but his stuff and blood and guts, and it was cool to see him in there. And yeah. it was like, wow, they've already got him in there. But man, when Daniel Bryan came out and he was doing the shit with fucking Kenny. Yeah, that's true. And he true. was having those killer matches against that's whoever true. 
on TV every week. He was like, I was like, man, this guy is worth the title his match. Ass or the hag, man. True. Like, oh man, but when you Lee, talk yeah, about right, right up through that, he was working his ass off. But when you talk about hype and like putting somebody in like a prominent spot and them not fading into fucking obscurity, Claudio has been held there better than Danielson has. Nah, and nah, I man. Think so. fucking and, and then, Dan- Daniel didn't go into obscurity. He was, the f- oh my god, Danielson like, was I'm like t- on a fucking hot run with his little heel with, with, with his with his little heel run, and then he's joining the Combat Club, and now he's just kind of mixed in with that. Which I think was supposed now, to be like a heel to me thing, that slowed but... him down. <laughs> to me, that slowed him down. Claudio has come in, become but, a world but champion. Claudio, but Claudio has been in for what, like? Two months now. True, but he's Danielson, still world. like it he's took still... Danielson like six months to get to the point where he and it's probably because he just needed they needed to put him in the but back. He's he still, needed a break. He's still a world champion and like Danielson did not become world champion. Yeah, but he What a mark. You know, he's I mean I'm, you're just, a mark I'm talking that, about but, I'm not a mark for that. It's, <laughs> I'm not talking Okay. I'm talking about placement on the card. The I'm, Ring of Honor belt right now on AEW, whether you like it or not, is like the third belt and the I, fucking I'm not, order. I'm not talking about like, what, what, which, like what, a, which ones do you put over it? I'm not. A I top. mean, they. I don't put any. I'm not. I'm not saying what I put put over. I'm saying what AEW. Puts That's over true, it, but like the, obviously the AEW title and the TNT title. If you're outperforming that championship, then there's something to be said about that. But also, like, and when I say that, I'm not saying it in like a Mark way. I'm saying it, it as as far as his position on the card, the way he's presented, he has a built-in like long-term fucking way that he's going to be presented that way danielson could have done the same thing he could have you could have bought him winning the aw world championship off of hangman adam page right there he did have that those incredible matches but like if he'd have won the title i would say the same thing i feel like they put claudio in a position in a high position really fast and that's why i say that it's it's the best because because of the position that they've already put him in he's in the position where he has a ring of honor belt which isn't the top belt Brian Danielson was in main events for the AEW Championship belt against. What I, I think the Kenny match wasn't a title match per se. The booking is not so much is not so hangman, different though. Hangman, those were like legit main main events. Was it, didn't, that, didn't the Kenny match open? The booking is not so much different though. Like the way they actually the way wasn't even on the pay per views. Claudio's Claudio's presented as with as much care and with as much respect. And as high as, uh, just about as high as on the card as fucking Mox is. Like, he's, I would he's say still presented that way. The thing that kind of puts, like, Claudio a little, I mean, I don't, I, some of it, I, again, I don't know if it's like recency bias and whatnot that's like kind of shaping this perspective. But I think the Maybe. one thing that kind of, for me, gives him like that, like, slightly stronger debut than Danielson is um, that they just brought him in, like, with a match. They brought him in with that ZSJ match, filling in for that Danielson, too. and that was just yeah. like like such a big moment. Whereas Danielson, like he had the cool debut at the end of the pay per view and whatnot. Yeah, he um, walked out and stood face to face with who Adam it was, Cole. Yeah, it, no, with Kenny. Oh, it was Kenny. Oh, I'm sorry, it was Kenny. It was Kenny. Like, yeah. Adam Cole just You're right, with Kenny. Him, yeah, my bad. I don't know yeah, why Adam, Adam Cole. Cole. Dude, they did the fucking swerve. I That's thought that right. was that was the fucking moment of that year. That was better than CM Punk's return. Okay. Was, that was okay. Okay. I don't. I don't. I mean. Okay. CM Punk's, CM Punk's return was like we all knew it was happening. He yeah. came out and and, and I remember gave a boring promo. CM Punk boring. CM Punk that promo okay. was boring, dude. CM Punk came back. CM I Punk thought about it. CM Punk came back. Everybody did know it was him, but nobody knew for sure. And then when it happened, he got the biggest fucking. He got the he got the monster pop of the decade. 
in like yeah, in Chicago. In, yeah, in Chicago. Sure, but he, it's, Danielson okay. got a huge fucking pop. He wasn't in his hometown. Not like that, and not like didn't that. need hometown crowd. Not like that. Didn't his, need and and also Danielson promo was wasn't awesome gone too. for fucking seven years and saying that he wasn't coming back. Like, True, which it's, made it's it a lot which different. made it even bigger. No, it's it made it even. No, there, I'm not saying it wasn't bigger. I'm saying it was better. Like I'm just just saying I thought it was better executed. I don't. I I just like, he, just having him come out like he just came out and there there wasn't it, and listen. There didn't necessarily need to be any creative for that. I don't but know. But I thought the swerve with the Cole thing and then Danielson coming out and getting in Kenny Omega's face. And just the fact that, like, here we are, like, it's Danielson and he's in Kenny Omega's face. That's wrestling. I'll agree A guy to coming out not getting in anyone's fucking face and just cutting his fucking promo. That's just pointing to CM the rap. He, he addressed that's what CM yeah, Punk but does. He addressed, he addressed the crowd, though. And, like, he addressed, yeah, I get it, he addressed but like, the crowd dude, of what, where he's been and what he's been doing. He's returning to wrestling. His promo was amazing, and we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on that one. But like, I thought it was pretty dull. I don't know. I thought it was pretty dull. <laughs> Everything that surrounding it. I'm but gonna, in terms of wrestling, like, dude, Brian, CM Punk, I like him. Like, I, I, you know, I've I've liked him for a long time. I forgive him for not being great in the ring. <laughs> Brian Danielson might be <laughs> you, the greatest of all him time. For leaving you for seven years. He, they fucking like brought Adam Cole out, did the swerve, and then Danielson came out after Kenny was like, well, there's nobody else, and got in Kenny Omega, the greatest wrestler maybe of all time, in Kenny Omega's face, he's coming over from another promotion, that's dream match shit right away, like not even, like that's next level dream match shit. I mean, That's not like, oh, I mean, this is a dream match, like they throw that shit around all the time. That is a legit dream match. I mean, and he got CM in his Punk, face right away, and they brawled, and then they had the fucking match. Like, CM Punk challenged after. Darby Allen in that in that promo. I mean, to yeah, be fair, that is, yeah, that is yeah, such... Yeah, the, well, no, he, he called he, out a few people. Yeah, and then he, but he was like, Darby yeah. Allen, and Darby Allen was like, you know, watching from the yeah. rafters. And that was cool, but there wasn't heat, you know what I mean? There wasn't like... It's like, hey, I'm gonna help you get over by having a match with me. CM Punk, Darby Allen, as cool as, as cool, know. yeah, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. I that's what he said. As too. if Darby and Allen, that's, ends up that's just over. how arrogant. That's just how arrogant he probably is in real life. But <laughs> dude, look, Darby and CM Punk, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's not really a dream match. That's a waking saying that would be cool. <laughs> Danielson and Kenny Omega in this and, and like this era, and I know they had that match in like 2009 or whatever. But like in this era, dude, that's like, that's dream match legit shit. And they did it right away and he got in his face. And I just remember my blood was fucking sizzling. And it wasn't for CM Punk. You're a it was mark like CM for Punk's that. That's back. just this some mark cool. shit. That's all that is. I mean, hey, it's, yeah, I, I mean, mean, is it that I get excited about a fucking <laughs> both are, just both are match? I'm just trying like, to get you back it. for saying that to me earlier. Okay. But also, I was like speaking, this is like a slight tangent, but I was like looking on up. Right on the side because I was thinking like when Kenny comes back like there's just like this whole new crop of guys for him to kind of you know have matches with and I was yeah. like Takeshita apparently he had a, two, yeah. a 2013 yeah. match with Takeshita yeah yeah I so, Ken, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was actually Takeshita was a rookie I think at the time yeah I saw those clips on uh, on on YouTube speaking of or not YouTube but on on Reddit speaking of uh, their biggest show of the year which is called Peter Pan is coming up do we watch that. Why is it called Peter Pan? That's just that's so DDT strange. for you. DDT has like a lot of joke shit and it I got has a, a lot joke. of serious shit. Speaking of jokes, I got a joke for you guys. What? Why does Peter Pan fly? Uh oh. I heard this on the playground in first grade. Oh boy. You ready? Why does Peter Pan fly? Well, if someone hit your Peter with a pen, you'd fly oh, too. God. <laughs> oh god damn. That's so bad. Well, so okay, so like Peter Pan like I know there's some other shows that are coming out. Obviously we gotta catch up on G one. <laughs> 
a Peter Pan is happening, and so is GCW's big show, which is Homecoming this weekend as well. We might have to do like assignments, like you watch this, <laughs> I mean, you watch maybe. this. Yeah, there's so we much to go. We talk about Let's it. You see. can tell us all about I'll, I'll it. I'll look at the uh, card on Peter Pan. Let's I call not. I call not GCW. <laughs> I want to watch Peter Pan. I call not it on Jesus. But I want to watch Peter Pan. I want to be the one you watch. Okay, you got to watch. Wait, Janella? Janella's on Listen, Peter Pan? Hold on. There's, there's, uh, is he? Yeah, he's versus, uh, Shunma Katsumata. Going back to that, I think, don't get me wrong, I think Claudio's initial run has been hot as fuck. I just don't think that it was, um, quite on the level of Danielson's initial run performances and, um, well, his performances has been, have been Wait, really good. When is DDT's biggest... When is Peter Pan? Is it, it's, it's the 20th, so it's not this weekend. So you can still watch uh, Homecoming. Don't worry, Davey. <laughs> Shit. It. I do not want to watch fucking Jimmy Lloyd fucking Jordan <laughs> Oliver. Yeah, honestly, the only GCW show I'm at... Like, there's the, the one where... Uh, it's what Alvarez versus uh, Tom Lawler, where they've got, uh, was it? Uh, That's on three cup stuff. Or Kelly. four cup stuff, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I'm like, what on earth is this? GCW um, Homecoming. I wonder what, I want to see what the fucking card is for that. For It's not, it's two nights, too. Oh, God. I like how, I mean, I've, I've, I've noticed this. I mean, like, some of it's just kind of, you know, life and whatnot kind of getting in the way, but it's like we have. Uh, definitely cut back the uh, GCW viewership. Yeah, honestly, man, like without Nick Gage and without anything like any cool storylines going on, I find found myself being far less interested in it than I used to be. Is Nick Gage hurt? I don't, we don't know. Remember we were like, what the fuck is going on with Nick Gage? Is he fucking falling off the wagon? Like, well, they did that angle where like, you know, you know, he wasn't booked, but then of course he was booked. All right, so um, Homecoming... You got the Briscoes versus Los Mazizos. Uh-huh. Ciclope uh, and Miedo, Miedo Extremo. Yep. Could be awesome. John Wayne Murdoch versus Matt Tremont. Starboy Charlie versus Nick Wayne. Alex Cologne versus uh, Rina Yamashita for uh, the GCW Ultra, Ultra Violent uh, title. And then for the GCW World title, John Moxley versus Effie. That's night one, right? Yeah. What's night two? Oh, here we go. Maki Ito versus Dark Sheik and uh, GCW Tag Team Championship match. Whoever wins versus Alex Cologne and John Wayne Murdoch as a tag team. Uh, Rina, Rina uh, Yamashita versus Sawyer Wreck, which is a new uh, girl they've been booking. She's okay. Uh, definitely learning. Uh, Cole Radrick versus Charlie Evans. Oh, God. Uh, Mike uh, Speedball, Mike Bla- Mike Bailey versus Joe Lando. I have no idea who that is. And then the card, the Matt Cardona uh, renewal of their vows. So some silly shit. That's really fallen off for me too, to be honest. That whole storyline. Yeah, me too. And and that's because um, that's, well, he sucks. That's probably <laughs> yeah. That's probably more on Matt Cardona than anything. That he had he had he had everything going for him and he had to fucking like not take his fucking character seriously and do stupid shit and yeah he ruined that shit so that's on him we never got the fucking like payoff or you know him beating nick gage and that they just have no fucking idea what they're doing when it comes to booking they have their thumbs up their fucking asses over there at gcw well, it's like we said before. It's kind of it's more of a traveling exhibition than it is like kind of yeah. 
Then you have and and which if they fucking did get somebody that can book, it could be so good, and it's just not. So I'm done like being excited about it. You know, when they come to Dallas, I'll check it out. But <laughs> what a mark! I mean, remember uh, fucking our uh, Circle Six just came to Dallas. <laughs> After we buried, after yeah. we buried it yeah. at their first yeah. show, like yeah. oh they they didn't need us. That's why they only drew like four people at their Dallas show. So good job, <laughs> it, man. You pretty... could have had a couple of Dallas people fucking put you guys like talk about your stuff. You could have had a yeah. chance to tell people about your promotion, but you know whatever. Dude. Increased your attendance by fifty percent. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, With me and Joey. Right? Yeah, you could have had eight people there instead of fucking two. So whatever <sighs> the fuck. But um, yeah, we should definitely at least watch Peter Pan. I think I think that would be cool. Yeah, I'll check. I mean, it's it's looking like a lot of names I do not recognize, um, which is kind of exciting, but also kind of like you know hard to get invested sometimes. But we don't know which ones are going to be the comedy matches and which ones aren't. <laughs> yeah, it's DGT. Let's, let's face it, it's probably. <laughs> well, I mean, it's weird because it's like you just have like such a strong contrast. Because like Takeshita is like I haven't seen him whip out any like comedy angle. I don't know if he's like if he's a comedy guy over there. Well, or... Takeshita's on the show, right? I did not see him on the card. Uh, they said that they on their Twitter, they said that he was going to be on the show. Because after that match, they were like, oh, you love that show? Well, come watch him wrestle in, at Peter Pan. Do they have more than one Peter Pan show in Oh, he's the, yeah, he's, it's him teaming with uh, Mao as the 37th communist. The fucking ghost of fucking Mao. So he's in a six-man tag match that has Dick Togo on the other team. Oh, shit. Yeah. Takeshi versus Dick Togo in the dream match that you uh, never knew you wanted. Getting Dick to go. Um, well, speaking okay. of Dick to go, do you guys want to wrap up? Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah. good as good a note to wrap out on as any. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, uh, get your Dick to go. No, uh, make sure you check out our link tree. Go hop in the Discord. Uh, share some news stories with us. Drop your uh, questions for the show. Uh, we're now going to do questions and stuff at the beginning of the show. Uh, we think that's a good. I, I think that's a good place. I guess we all think that's a good place with it for it, right? It's yeah. fun to answer those questions at the beginning of the show, and instead of like hiding them way back here at the end. Uh, so uh, thank you for listening this week, and may your week be filled with many monster pops. Catch you guys later. My Morkborg group just got over here, so I got to run. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs>